Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, an amazing uh, guest that I've wanted for a long time. I'm so glad Andy Samberg uh, was able to come in and talk about uh, just everything. His new movie, which is super good, and all lots of all lots of good stuff. So let's get to it as quickly as possible. There is no ad and no tour dates to plug. Just a sincere thank you to everybody that came out to Chicago. We sold out two shows for the Vic. It was amazing. You guys were incredible. Just thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It made such a difference. I hope you guys like the special when it comes out uh, because the audiences were just so great and that always makes for such a such a better show. So thank you to all the weirdos that came out from the bottom of my heart. And uh, in the in the in the in the meanwhile, enjoy Andy Samberg. What what a great guest. Get into it. Oh, and if you want something, uh, PeteHolmes.com will have everything. T-shirts, all those things are still available. Uh, so check that out. But uh, for now, enjoy Andy. Get into it. They're like the best. You heard Steph Curry? Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Yes. <laughs> I said, oh, you're a warrior fan. Oh, yeah. She saw your hat. What's up, man? I'm a big warrior fan. This is, uh, this is you, if you don't mind. I don't. I don't know them. Are they a newer team like the Magic? I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even doing comedy. I thought maybe... Uh, so I grew up watching them and they've been terrible my whole life and now they're the best. They were real bad. Like the so like bad. the Cubs. I'm trying to relate. They were cub like. Were they no, cub like? Not that bad. They won in like the 70s. <laughs> not that bad. The Cubs uh, have never won, right? Or not since like the They're 20s. the only one remaining. Once they win, we're going to have to make a new sport called basketball. And that's why I've asked you here. That exists. <laughs> I would like to attach you to a feature film. <laughs> An eight-year-later reboot oh of God. basketball. I would do a reboot of baseball. <laughs> it's so funny. Do you, are you into those guys, the South Park? I brought you a wee green tea. Don't feel like you need to decline. I definitely will drink it. Does okay. It, does it have caffeine? It has caffeine in it. Great, because I... <laughs> Rolled out of bed. Really? Classic comedian. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty late. I slept till 11. Um, I texted Chelsea because we were going to talk and hang out. And I was like, oh, I'm doing Holmes podcast. She was like, oh, great. Call me in five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were joking. I said we could talk about Chelsea and, and how we both have a friend that I would worry about. I've told her this. What music is on in the in the car when I pick her up? Oh, yeah. She's got particular tastes. <laughs> she's kind of like the like Liam Neeson from Taken of music. <laughs> but you know what? One time I went, and she's from the Bay Area as well. She is. We went to elementary school together. I put on uh, what I thought was cool hip hop because she likes hip hop. Mm, that's going to be a rough road to hoe. <laughs> I would feel confident with that, but I wouldn't. What was your cool hip hop? I forget. But it wasn't. Let's say it was Black Star. That's cool. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not like everybody doesn't know about Black Star. Black Star, but like how many years after it came out? I mean, this would have been like three years ago. So. And it came out when I'm, we were in high school. Yeah, high school or college. Yeah. So. <laughs> doesn't that make it cooler? I will put on Black Star in a retro way sometimes. It's a great record. It's a great record. Kind of like actually underrated record. Kind of like every track is great. 
There's no, I don't really, there's one that gets in my head. Have you ever written off a song because it's just too catchy? I will skip a song on an album if it's like too big. Too big? Like if it's already been on the radio a ton and stuff and I've heard it like a million times, I'll be like, I don't really need to hear that. I understand. You skip the hit. Like if I, yeah, skip the hit. (laughs) Like I'm not going to like sit through Hello on Adele's album. Like, yeah, we got a hello. (laughs) Does that mean you're just listening to the radio? Well, do you get these hits? I don't get the hits. I don't know what the hits are. I actually, in the last few years, this is not... A bit. This is not... Well, no, it's going to sound like promo, but if the movie that I've been working on with Kevin Yorm is about pop music... It was like the first thing we were going to talk about. Okay, well, Get it out of the... Smooth seg. (laughs) And then I ruined it. But it's true. No, it's true. I ruined it by saying we were going to... It actually is true. Like, we... Way more than before, I'll turn on the pop channel to sort of be like, what's up with this? What's going on? Who's Tova Lowe? Who is Tova Lowe? Some, some pop singer. Sounds like a, a greeting you say at the end of Shabbat. You've heard her song. <laughs> I have? Yeah. I bet I haven't. You haven't heard her song? I, I'll tell you one of the benefits. If we're talking bodies, nope. you got a perfect way to put it on me. Yeah, you've heard it. No, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. But to your point... Pop music, pop music, be pop music. It, it, we yeah. play a game on this podcast. We won't do it unless you'd like to. It's at the end anyway. I want to. <laughs> Where we sing along to pop songs we haven't heard any, before. Oh, that was perfect. So that was me doing it to you. But I mean, like, you but it worked. I guess your work. game is actually really astute. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound the same. But my my uh, my, my I was going to say my lady wife. We're not married, but we live together. Okay, she's younger than I am, so I get. That uh, what is uh, Rob Schneider's daughter? She has a hit. She does, and she was nominated for a Grammy. I heard. I believe it. But she's doing kind of like a country pop thing. And she's what's her hit? It's like fuck my body, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it down. That's let's that watch familiar. Animal together. No, there's some pun in it. I can't remember. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah. You know, this is Melanie was at my house yesterday, and on the TV was oh, a Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. I love him. I'm going to their show tonight. I know. Are you going to come? I actually know because I already went, and we talked about who the guests are. Oh, great! And you're the guest tonight. But this won't spoil anything. Yeah, this will come out after months that. from now. <laughs> Years. Oh, well, it might be out this Wednesday. You but... should sit on this until I die. <laughs> It'll be worth way more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, but you're doing. It's a fantastic show. I'm I should so plug. Oh, hello! It's amazing. Oh, hello! They're like the sketches they've done of it, and that were on the show and the web. Well, it's funny that you say right. that because I said to uh, the Dunes, the Man Dunes, I call them. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I I saw Oh Hello in 2004 when they were doing uh, stand-up shows, hosting as those guys. Yeah. And everyone loved it. They were like, these guys have created a new way of talking. <laughs> like, I remember someone specifically saying that. They were like, you know, and they do do that. Yeah. But I was kind of watching and I was like, and I said this to him, I was like, I loved it, but I didn't think, I have this like comedy conservative part of me. Uh-huh. Does, does that make sense? I'm a comedy conservative. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think this is for everyone. I like it. Oh, I see. Yeah. We all live in New York and we all kind of get it. And we kind But now this show that they're doing. They've narrowed it in this beautiful, or they've broadened it in this beautiful way, where it's just, we all know weird old people. Yes. It's not about, well, like, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see the new one. It's amazing. Akiva saw it, and he said, it's amazing. I have not laughed that hard in years. Yeah. He's like, Mulaney's not Jewish, right? <laughs> and I was like, nope. And he's like, because he's like, basically doing blackface. <laughs> He's like, don't get me wrong, I love it. 
And for some reason, no one cares because yeah. he just always has felt like he's a Jewish and he, old it's been Jewish a dream guy. of his to be a Jewish yeah, person. Yeah. And, and now how he gets does he to know be. so much about being Jewish? It's I don't so know. crazy. He knows way more the than the word Judaica is in the show, and it's really fun. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So good. He loves it. He's like an honorary. He's got an honorary Jew he thing does. going on. But it is, he's in uh, Jew yeah. face. What, he's in full what, Jew whatever face. level of Jew I am, I give him a pass. I don't know if that's, that's worth, worth so much. <laughs> I don't know. No, like, no. it's not going to like get you into Israel. I've seen you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go to Israel. I could probably go to Israel, but he could too. Uh, yeah, anyone can go. Well, anyone who wants to go is welcome. There's I think. a Craigslist <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> you can go and stay in the old city. Oh yeah, it's not a big especially deal. if you're performing any any arts. Is that true? Yeah, they Wait. want they want people to come and do shows there, and then some people threaten them and stuff. Wait, what do you mean? Like you like would be asked to go do a show? Pro-Palestinian groups will pressure artists that are planning to do shows in Israel and be like, you shouldn't do this and it's politically wrong and all that kind of thing. Because you're acknowledging it's a place? Uh, yeah, and because it's... No, I've just summarized Zionism in one thing. Because you're acknowledging it's a place? <laughs> because you don't wish to wipe it off the map into the, into the sea? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's so close to seas. It's so it's close little, to so many It's that seas. little India. It's that uh, little, you know how India is. How, a how big did triangle? I get? I'm such a fool for talking about Israel. I don't want to talk about we it. We don't have to. Okay, good. I don't know anything anyway. <laughs> okay, good, good. I just, I took, uh, not issue. I was interested in you saying it won't get him into Israel. It won't get him in Israel. Oh, was, you mean yeah. with a birthright? Yeah, I was just, yeah. it was just vague. It was a bad joke. It's not a, please. It was a fucking I gave you a wee softball. green tea. Here, it's getting cheers. under my skin. Toast. Cheers. Uh, by the way, I loved how seamlessly we segged into doing this. Bros. I sat down. <laughs> the headphones weren't even on, and I was already starting the podcast. That part where you said about the, the Warriors? Uh-huh. That's on? That's on. Oh, good, because I love them. You're on the record. Anything I can do to let Steph know how much I love him. <laughs> Who's Steph? Steph Curry, the greatest basketball There's player. There's a on lady her. on the team? Oh, wow. <laughs> Steph, Steffi Graf Curry. <laughs> There's a casual Stephen, woman on the team? Stephen Curry. Stephen. Son of Del Curry, former NBA player. For, uh, founder of Improv Olympic. Yep. <laughs> Did you read Truth in Basketball? <laughs> Del Curry. Del Curry, creator of the Yes And method. <laughs> a joke for no one. A joke for no that one. That Venn diagram is slim. But I feel I like anyone that would get it would listen. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a We're big right population, but like 30%. People, people who like you and like comedy also yeah. like the Warriors and basketball. <laughs> I'm living proof. <laughs> I didn't even think you need to get them to get it. Were you an improv person? No. In I fact, think that's weird because you, you're such a great natural improviser. Peter. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did stand up. I did stand up for like seven years. Really? Uh huh. That's funny. I didn't know that. I know most people don't. What was it like? It was sort of. I remember when Jimmy Fallon would go out. All the stand ups were like, he's playing a fucking guitar and doing yeah. voices. Like people, hate, it was after SNL. By so the they way, hated the, on him. Whatever you want to say about Jimmy, he's been doing his thing from the jump. Yeah. Like he was like, I like doing songs. Yeah. <laughs> and impressions. And I do them and people fucking love it. I've never heard of Jimmy Fallon before. Oh, really? That was great. I did it on the show. I'm so sorry. I did it in my I own. actually am a huge fan of yours. I, I'm oh, very no, no, familiar. no. I didn't do it a lot. They, okay. they actually didn't want me to do it a ton. Is that true? Yeah. Because I mean, of a... You know, he's family. Yeah. But, like, I did it on his show. Uh-huh. 
And I did it in my audition, which was funny because I had seen his audition and he did Sandler. Oh, my God. And I've seen his audition and yeah. he did Sandler. And yeah. his Sandler's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Because you got two Sandlers. Everybody can do the... You're like, yeah. that, that's him doing a voice. Do yeah. his regular voice. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a Sandler now having done a movie with him. I want to hear it? It's re- it's pretty low. But it's low key, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's casual yeah. Sandler. That's kind of... Yeah. Hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we in the writers' room have been doing. I got. I have to give props to uh, Josh Rubin who like did this impression with me. Yeah, like we did it together. But it's casual Robin Williams, which is everyone does big. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, that's lovely. That's. Lovely. <laughs> I just love. It. Oh, you know, every once in a while you look in a room and. There. It's like Robin Williams when he's doing a junket for one of his dramatic movies. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it was just, it was just a dream. And every once in a while, you do a bit. <laughs> it just happens. I can't quite find the quite the right tone. This it's morning, a fun, I'm be it's a fun world to live in. But uh, Bobcat Goldthwait did this podcast, and he was like, "People do an impression of me, but I'm doing a silly voice." Right. You know what I mean? What is his normal voice? It's a, oh, just lovely. It's it's ca- <laughs> casual Robin Williams. <laughs> Wait. Casual. <laughs> Casual Robin Williams. Is Bobcat Robin Williams? <laughs> what happened? It's basically the movie Eraser. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Eraser, but yes, uh, he I is Robin Williams. I don't think I've seen it in a while. Wait, Eraser with Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first interaction you and I ever had was I did a video for Klondike. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's uh, the first time we met? We didn't meet. Oh. We submitted it. I'm going to okay. tell you a funny thing. So we we made a video. We wanted to win the Klondike. We're, we're at a point where, like you guys, like Lonely Island, I think a little bit, we yeah. were trying to get some, uh, I don't know, exposure and also get some money because the money that we yeah. would win, we would use to make more To videos. make stuff. You want exactly. that, the foothold. Exactly. So yeah. we, you know, that was, that's comedy conservative right there. We would yeah. win, I forget what it was. It was like maybe $20,000 from yeah. Doritos and then we, would, we wouldn't spend it. We would be like, and you buy the costumes and you right, can buy right. the big cigars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for the sketch. So we made this uh, Klondike thing, and it was me as Ray Romano and Al Pacino. It was a big swing. Oh, wait. I've seen this. You've seen it? You, yeah. Because we got back that you were – the feedback we got was that you liked it, that you pushed for it. Yes. That they didn't let it win. Because I think Warren oh, yeah, we did want it to win. Akiva or something. You were yeah. like, we wanted to win. But they wouldn't let it because it was like a sketch. It wasn't like a catchy. But it was actually written and funny, right? Ex- well, like, well, thank you. It was, but it was like beyond just like that. You were doing like super hardcore, like <laughs> big impressions. But it was like <laughs> the joke was that you were going super crazy. With exactly. It, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So it definitely had. I wouldn't call it meta, but it was like a, a comedy loving. Holy shit! Thing. I can't believe that was you. So then we got this thing, and and but this is the part that I've never told you. I've never told you that either. <clears throat> we had it with title cards that said. Romano, Pacino, and they uh, asked us to take those out. Uh, and then one of the notes we got from you guys was, we like that it's clearly Al Pacino and Ray Romano and you never say it. Oh, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, no, we tried to. We tried to say it. Well, but you got the right note. Yeah. Sometimes right notes note. are good. Is, how are you feeling in the midst of your movie now uh, that you're... Oh, well, well, oh, I'm doing a movie. Every once in a while, I'm you doing, do a movie. Dude, it's, so, it's so lovely. You get in there. Oh. It's lovely. Oh. Oh, it's you lovely. read the oh. script, and sometimes it's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Josh Rubin taught me, is you have to be like, hey. Every once in a while, you have sex, and you open the door, and it's like, wow. <laughs> 
sketches you throw to yourself. Robin Williams was so good at I real know. acting. I know. I mean, his comedy was amazing, but like, but what is have going you watched Goodwill Hunting lately? I've seen it recently. He's so good in it. He's so good. And you're like, he's, I remember when he's never he never been near one. Oh God! The whole the speech he gives about like how he misses her farts. Yeah, it's so sad and yeah. good. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, it's so that's, good. That's the little stuff, Will. Yeah, he's like, no, oh, oh. that's just for me. Yeah, I can tell yeah, you yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, for me. Yeah, he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's so fucking sad. Again. And you know they were they must have been riffing a whole bunch. I felt like that moment was 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 riffy riff. R Dubs and Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got chilly. I'm putting on my sweatshirt. Have you ever? That's funny because I'm sweating. Uh, have you ever? Um, that's just the, that's the difference between our styles. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a heat and you're a chill. I have bad circulation. My, I do too. I'm mother, like a loft apartment. I say this a lot and Keith and Yoram love it. I always go, yeah, bad circulation. My mother's curse. <laughs> and I tried to get it into the movie and my character said it. I probably improvised it like 20 times and it's in the movie zero times. <laughs> But every, I am <laughs> in love with go-to riffs. You want to hear one of mine? I would love to. This is one of my go-to riffs. It's never been in anything I've ever done, but, but I love it. It's going to be on this now. It's going to be on this now. Let's say you're, um, <laughs> you and I are doing snaps, doing yeah. snaps on like a scary person, uh huh, someone who just looks frightening, yeah, or weird, yeah. I would say. I don't know what it is, but if I came home and flipped on the lights and you were sitting on my couch, I'd shoot you. <laughs> like, I just think that's so funny. It's not. It's not really funny. It's in everything that I write. I just think you need the right person. <clears throat> that's what's missing. You need the right person. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know what it is about you. <laughs> if I came home and flipped on the lights and you were sitting on my couch, I would shoot you. Yes. That's it. Uh, I if, like if it you're be- doing the work and you're seeing him sitting there... Undoubtedly solving a mystery or drinking tea. Is it meant to be playing on, like, if I bumped into you in a dark alley, I'd shoot you? Like, the joke being if anyone was uh, sitting in your, in your well, house see, that's, on the couch. To me, it's only funnier that, like, who wouldn't you be afraid? That's the point. Yeah, couch. that's yeah, the yeah. joke. That, that's, I'd shoot anyone who was sitting on my that's couch. That's exactly yeah. it. But especially you. Some, <laughs> <laughs> Some people I might ask one question. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, like... Lights, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Translucent looking people, yeah. Benny, Benny come, man. Who that? Benny come? Burbatch? Benedict come? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Benny yeah, yeah, come. Yeah. Benny come. I've never heard that nickname for him. It's a restaurant where he uh, cooks bland English food on uh-huh. a hot plate in front of you. Benny comes. Benny comes. <laughs> <laughs> like Benny Han, I use a. Benny comes a. Benny comes a Colin. We'll just cut this part out. We'll dump, we'll take it, we'll cut it, but then we'll paste it over and over and Ooh, over. Ooh, yeah. So it's almost like a beat. It'll, yeah, and it'll be kind of surreal and like dreamy. We were talking about you doing stand up though. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also want to know if you ever met Matt Damon because my Matt Damon story is somewhat famous to people that listen to this because I went up to him and just like I had had two or three drinks at some party and I was just like, hey, like I thought I would bond with him because yeah. I love. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I've had success bonding with Ben Affleck at the same party. Yeah, you know, I was hitting all the notes. You're like I'm nailing this. I was like I'm going strong. I've since seen Matt Damon at other parties and just been like, no, yeah, not doing it. But I went up and I was just like, hey man, I just want to talk. And I told him the one thing we had in common. And then I was like, so have you been to Boston recently? And he just goes, uh, no, no. Yeah. And then it was just this. You're like right on. Well, <laughs> your physique is very fit. Yes. How do you do it? You look. Great. Um, I've met him, mm. and in fact, did you have a weird moment? 
It wasn't weird because he liked the digital shorts uh, and was like, those are so great. I mean, I watch them with my kids. And then he did one. He was like, I'd lo- I was like, would you ever want to be in one? And he said, I'd love to. And no. I, I thought he was bullshitting, but he gave me his email and then he came and did one. Does he have a weird uh, hidden email or is he going right for it? I believe it's like Matt Damon at Gmail. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just talking with Melania. It was the same conversation about they were trying to get some crazy person to do the too much tuna thing. That yeah, you yeah, doing. yeah. And they were so nuts. I was like, do they have a hidden email or just like a right over the plate email? They had hidden. 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 A lot of people do. I only know, uh, sorry to talk out of school, Conan O'Brien has got a weird one. Uh-huh. But then the one I always say, Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. I remember somebody telling me that's just like what it would be. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like Steven at whatever it is. Yeah, a lot of he people. He must get are... a lot of emails because of this podcast. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to see if Damon's is weird or not. I want to see. Yours is. In fact, yours is one of them. You got a weird one. <laughs> I didn't just wink at you. <laughs> I wasn't even kidding, though. Because Matt, Matt Damon's is super weird. Oh, okay. I would never in a million years be able to Is get it, it? It's yeah. not your fault, Will? <laughs> <laughs> it's because fuck him, that's why. At- <laughs> I chose the, what is it, the wrench? <laughs> I chose the wrench. That's, I love that quote, too. Because fuck him, that's why. I, you don't want to know that. I used to do a Matt Damon in that scene. I don't feel on my impression game today. Maybe it's it's early. It's early, and I'm sweaty. For, but I used for to a go. Comedian. You don't want to know that Skyla. You don't want to know that he stabbed the motherfucker. Stabbed me. It was just that. It was just that. But it was, it was good. No, it, it wasn't. But <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But there have been times. This is a real real talk. Do you have days? I definitely do. Where you can't find it. Oh yeah. This is one of those days. I promise you, I've done that. Wise. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because there's something musical about it. Yeah. And you're like, I've done casual Robin Williams a million times, and today it just sounds one nudge up yeah. or down, and I can't fix it. The scariest shit is when that happens to you at SNL. That's what I'm saying. What the live. fuck? And you're like, oh, I was like good at this impression, and now in like dress, I was good, and then on air, I blew it. You need some sort of like. Or you're like an octave too high, or like your throat doesn't. Because you know, all you did for James Fallon. Was go up a little bit, and then there's a cadence. There's a little bit more. Yeah, 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 there's yeah like yeah, a bounce yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> but in my in my uh, audition, it was Jimmy Fallon at a funeral, and the joke is he's super happy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so sad. It's so sad, right? <laughs> oh my condolences. That's cr- the roots. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I love I love him. Did he, he he helped us get SNL? What do you mean? Uh, we wrote for him when he hosted the MTV Movie Awards. Miki Vignorm, and we like hit it off with him. And he, I actually, he like started liking us because we wrote uh, two of like the pre tapes he did. My mother's curse. My mother's curse, bad circulation. <laughs> I'm going to need a scarf soon. He wrote two of the what now? Uh, we wrote two of the pre tapes that he did, like the Batman cold open spoof and mm-hmm. the Star Wars like lava planet thing that mm-hmm. he did. We wrote both of those. So he was in New York doing stuff, and I did his temp audio for like the animatic of it. No. So it was me being like, Oh my God, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and he came back and they showed it to him. He's like, who's this guy doing me? (laughs) 
It sounds great. He was like super into it and met me. He was like, your impression of me is really funny, buddy. And I was like, oh, thanks. This is so great. Like, And so we like kicked it with him throughout the movie awards and we like hung out with him really late shooting it. And he was like, I love these guys. And he like called up Lauren and was like, you should check these guys out. No way. Straight up. And then I went and auditioned and did him. Because he was like, you got to do me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so he's like kind of, he's definitely one of our like comedy guardian angels. He helped wow. us a lot. And how did you get the MTV Movie Awards thing? My friend Murray Miller, who is now a writer for Girls mm. and is my buddy from way back Wait, in like summer camp. Murray Miller, Judah Miller's brother. Brother, yeah. Judah runs my show. I know. Judah's the best. He's the sweetest. That's crazy. I'm yeah. working on a Judah. Don't tell him. <laughs> I, I've always had an impression of everyone I've ever been in a writer's room with. It's just impossible oh, yeah. to not. You're just so many hours. Judah's, like, Judah's a very sweet and like so genuine sweet. man. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. And I don't, I don't, I've met his brother, but yeah. he got you. Murray got me like five great things in a row why uh we were just buddies i understand how these things work i'm really trying to think of what someone listening people love especially snl there's an obsession with how people get snl i'm sure you found i yeah way more no one's ever said how did you get a talk show to me (laughs) not once (laughs) and i know it's not snl but like people are obsessed with the auditions and who got it who didn't get it and didn't Jim Carrey like not get it? And Jim Carrey did not. The get videos it. get passed around, yeah. and when you get the Farrell and the Farley, and they show yeah. the auditions, and and uh, I know you all know this, and and then we hate everybody, and then we love all those people like the right. next year, yeah, and all yeah. that. But there's this weird cultural obsession. So I'm asking for those people. Well, so Murray, why did Murray? You Murray and I were just buddies from summer camp. We went to a summer camp in Yosemite. And no way. Hey. Became really good friends, and then. I was going to college uh, in Santa Cruz at UC Santa Cruz, and he started at UCLA. And Home he, of the Warriors? Uh, no. It's a college <clears throat> team? No. Uh, <laughs> and he transferred to NYU film school, and he's a year older than me. And he called me, and he was like, dude, you got to apply to film school at NYU. It's the best. So I did, and I got in, and I went, and we like made stuff together there. And then he graduated and moved to L.A., and he was like, dude, you got to come to L.A. I'm doing stand-up. It's great. I'm getting, like, really good spots. Um, and so I did. No way! <laughs> and I came here, and he, you know, helped me get into, like, some bringer shows and that kind of stuff. Then he helped me get my first good job, which was uh, as the writer's PA on Spin City. Yes, which uh, sounds like a punchline, but I know how hard those are to get. It's hard to get that a good job like That sounds like a joke, though. Like, no, and I was in the writer's room yeah. meeting people and, yeah. like... Uh, this is where we start having the subtle art of being excited but but able to hang, wouldn't right. you say? Sure. Like, how quickly can a writer's assistant or a production assistant rub someone the wrong way? Oh, very quickly. Very quickly. You have to just be like, my my attitude towards it was like, I'm just going to be the best PA ever. Yeah. Like, in, and I'll always be in a good mood and I'll always like laugh yeah. and be happy and be goofy. <laughs> but like, no one there thinks thought I was not interested in being in comedy. Right. Like, it was pretty clear that I was, like, a doofus goofball. <laughs> <laughs> so you would do bits and stuff? Only when it was appropriate. Yeah, yeah sure. And like, But cr- see, like, that right there, that ability to, like, pick up on those cues, so many yeah, funny yeah. people don't have that. Well, you don't, like, run up into the writer's room when they're working and right. be like, wow, look at my dick! Like, <laughs> It's just, you're, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and but, Chris Henshi was a writer on Spin City at that time, and he, like, was very sweet and, and kind to me and, and met Kevin Yorm through that, because I then got Murray's job working for Ubu Productions, which was Gary Goldberg's production yeah, company, yeah, yeah. and I took Murray's job because he moved on to doing more writing gigs. 
and then I got Yorma hired as so the you didn't like say Spin PA. City. You you jumped over to where Judah was. You really where did Murray have was. a. I'm sorry, where Murray yeah. was. Uh, you really did have. This guy was McDonald's. We say this on the thing, meaning you Burger King him. You kept opening <laughs> where he was because well, Burger King doesn't have. He just kept giving me, He just he was doing really well too. So he just right. kept giving me the slot he was leaving. These are amazing people. This is what amazing. I'm going through with Judd. You know what I mean? And then it's a different and then, level. Then but. he also got us the job on the Movie Awards because he was writing for the Movie Awards and he was like to Joel Gallon was like, "Oh, these guys, the Lonely Island, they're really funny." But okay, so this sounds like a lot of serendipity. But this whole time you you are just killing it, and it started with you. Just straight up making shit and loving to make shit. Sure. It wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been super proactive. You wanted to make stuff. Oh, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people where that is like such a, a differentiating differentiating factor. Where yeah. Some people are like, I'll make it when they pay me to make it. Or right. like almost like too comedy conservative. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. show me the money or whatever. And it's like, no, I mean, we've we always, still make free shit all the time. All the time. All the time. Well, I always say like I would do it for free and I mean it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's the difference. This is a Rob Bell quote. That's the difference between craft and like a career. Like right. a career is just like, uh, I'll have a fulfilling kind of money thing. And a craft is something that you would, every day you wake up and you're like, I can't believe I get to do this. Yes. Right? It's the best. So you're tapped into your craft and you would do it anyway. I Post-apocalyptic, yeah. it would be you and me with tin cans. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, sometimes you look up at the sky and there's a big like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now we're all dead. It would probably look a lot like this. <laughs> we just you record. Studio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we put it out on AM radio, like AM 333, and it's like, if you can hear this, uh, there's a zombie mm. refugee camp yeah. where we're all hiding. Also, here's some bits. Also, here's some bits. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but you were doing it, and, and luckily, you know, uh, Mulaney had a friend like that, too. Like, these friends, that similar college friends that, like, that, uh, I don't know if you know Charlie, I'm blanking on his last name, but anyway. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. These guys that kind of, like, go into other areas of showbiz. Yes. It's like, we were all huddled together, and then we all broke into a reconnaissance team. Yes. To try and take down Yeah, showbiz. it is crazy. And it is weird now, like, I'm 37, and I've been, we moved here, we moved to L.A. in 2000, and I started doing stand-up my junior year of college, so 98. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I've been doing comedy, like, actively trying to be that being my profession for a fucking long time. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Imagine if we were children and we just loved like being accountants. You know what I mean? Like you have those like printer calculators. It'd be so freeing because it, there's no pushback. Everyone's like, you want to be an accountant? Fucking great. Come in. <laughs> we have so much accounting for you to do. <laughs> We have been waiting for you. Yeah. That's amazing. But I mean, like, what was it like as a kid? Like, what is a memory when I talk about comedy when you're young? Because for me, it was like G.I. Joe's and I'd do stop action with a camera, stuff like that, smoke bombs. Yeah, I was doing, um, I would do a lot of, like, recording on audio cassettes, like audio sketches Get with friends. Get the fuck out of my face. That's Me too. That Definitely was the would thing. do that. If you had the uh, dual deck, yeah, two exactly. decks, you could do high-speed dubbing and, and stuff. And you put the little crappy mic that plugs into the, the yes, boom box or whatever. Yeah, that's it. I would do that. I um, honestly, like in high school, started doing jokey raps. Really? Yeah, it was that early that I was like, it'd be funny to do raps, but that were like comedy. Is, that's the Jimmy Fallon thing where you're like, yeah. I'm going to keep doing... Can I interrupt our flow here by saying that Conan, another penny dropped, uh, yeah. is he said that that's the key to success is you keep hitting your bell. You keep making your frequency over and over and over. Right. There's all this noise, and eventually someone will go, what is that? 
Yeah, what have I been hearing this whole time? That, that, that consistent, <laughs> right. instead of going like, and then maybe I'll do comedy raps, because we hate right. that. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of being on a date, and you think they're trying to be who you want them to be to fuck right, you. Right, right. As opposed to just like, I just do comedy raps. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. you started writing them, or? Writing them and recording them on a boombox with my buddy. Was it? It wasn't like a freestyle eight mile like in the cafeteria. No, I mean I'm sure there's some embarrassing freestyling that happened at some point through like high school and college. Like, there's nothing like freestyle. There, it was cut out of your movie. I'm sure it'll be a wonderful unless it's back. Well, you in the in the uh, at the radio station. Did you see that? Yeah. The freestyle scene? Oh, I've, I've seen lots of cuts. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember how. You must have been there. I guess, yeah. That's going to be a DVD extra, but I love that scene it's with a Big great, Boy. It's a great... Well, you know, with Big Boy. It's yeah. so funny. But I just... <laughs> I love freestyle, and I just watched... Uh, I also love Eminem. I don't know. Am I supposed to be embarrassed about that? You're a big hip-hopper? Uh, no, I think he's, like, brilliant. He's great, right? Yeah. Okay, good. There are some amazing Eminem freestyle videos. He's incredible. He's incredible. It's crazy. But here's the thing. With comedy... There's no equivalent. Like, it's such a scary, instantly frightening, like, oh, you rap? Freestyle. And it's just like, ah! I think improv. You think? Improv is that. It doesn't have to rhyme. Yeah, but freestyling. You can go and be like, I'm a grumpy Gus. And people are like, I know that guy. <laughs> freestyle is if, like, grumpy Gus doesn't get on a bus, like, everyone knows. It's like an impression. Here's what you I'll say. You know it's wrong. Here's what I'll say. Hit it. People that have done, like, the 10,000 hours of improv yeah. are so much better at improv than people who are not good at improv. Yep. Like I've been to some sweat balls <laughs> improv shows where you're like, this is a fucking nightmare. It's being like trapped in someone's insecurities. Yeah, that's but, perfectly put. But when you put really seasoned, incredible improvers out there and they're like on fire, yeah. it's the same thing for me in terms of how impressed I am where I'm like, they're writing a fully plausible, good structured sketch with an arc yeah. on the fly. Yeah. And that, to me, is almost the same as somebody doing a really good freestyle. Because yeah. they've just spent the time being like, and then I could rhyme this with this and rhyme this with this. And That's do right. an internal rhyme structure here and blah, blah, That's blah. That's right. And it comes very easily And they've also them. harnessed, I think, the confidence to go, like, I'm just going to start. Like, that's, like yes. that's one of the weirdest things is to go, like, I don't have the next four couplets ready. It is But I'm going to start. Yeah. yeah. It's scary also because you're on the beat. You're on the metronome. Like, yeah. It's not going to stop for you to take a pause. And but it, that's what I mean. Any idiot can tell when it's wrong. Improvise Shakespeare. Yeah. Have you seen Improvise Shakespeare? No. Oh, you got to go. It's at Largo. It's the best. Who does it? Thomas Middleditch is one of them. I'm, I'm oh, embarrassed nice. to say that I don't know the names of the other gentlemen, but they're amazing. It's at Largo. I'll tell you when it's at. I'll look it up. It's in March. It's so and is no, the it's joke, in April. Is me. the joke that it's like sounds like Shakespeare, they but it's speak horrible? In, no, no, no. It's like Shakespeare, and it's amazing. Oh, but like it's, it it's actually funny. is, but it's jokes. When you, but they're joking around. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a comedy for sure. But they they have the arc. They don't go the obvious way. Uh, it opens in verse. Like he, he's like, we open on the street of Maryland, Mo. Uh-huh. You know, and and then he rhymes. Like I can't even do it. It's amazing and weaves in everything. And it's genuinely improvised. It's unbelievably genuinely improvised. Wow. It's unbelievable. But as an improviser, as someone who tra- there's no part of me that's like, oh, this is fake. There's, I've seen them so many times. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. yeah. You got to go see that. But they could, in theory, take their time, and a mistake is almost applauded. Uh-huh. Whereas a freestyle man. Or a woman. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, you when you fall up. off, everyone's like, oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or words. Yeah. Well, when M- the Eminem one I just saw was actually not good. He's so good at it. Yeah. But he was doing an interview, and they were like, you, you do freestyle, right? And they were just like, make fun of me. Uh-huh. And he, he rhymed it with it in the first couple, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But you're kind of like, 
I feel bad. He doesn't want to be doing this. Uh, he came here to promote his album. He might have been sleepy. He might have been. He looked sleepy. Yeah. He was wearing the baggiest clothes I've ever seen. Also, like, in defense of Eminem saying it twice. Sure. Who uh, cares? Well, no. Just, like, he's been doing it so long that, like, when he was younger, you you watch his younger freestyles yep. when he's, like, hungry and his brain is, like, on fire. Hungry like a fucking younger me? Hungry like a younger me. <laughs> I believe it's a fucking younger me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I stand corrected. No, you're right. Uh, it is Hungry Like a Younger Me. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's a lyric. From one of his songs? Hungry Like a Younger Me. He says that? Fuck the fee, I'll have you jump for free. Yeah, buddy, laugh, it's funny. I have the money to have you killed by somebody who has nothing. I don't know. You, you like Eminem right? more than me. I probably, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. That's a I, good song, though. But I like him a lot. Go on. Anyway. In his defense, he had it. He's been doing it so long, and when he was young and hungry... I'm sure he doesn't spend as much time freestyling now. He doesn't... Why would you? He's got kids. He's got, like... Similarly, tons to do. you're sitting in rooms perfecting a movie instead of like out in the... You're not trying to... Hungary like a younger we. We. When I would go up in an open mic and refuse to do badly. You right. know what I mean? Right, yeah, now yeah, I, yeah. I went to an open mic when we were working on our pilot because there was an open mic scene. And I just yeah. wanted to remember what it was like. And I was like, I couldn't kill in this room. There's no way. I, I don't even know if I could get bass hits in this room. No one so can. so bad. No one. I've done, I did open mics when I was starting out and I was like... Like, who kills there? No one yeah. kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to kill, I remember, was making fun of what you were doing. Right. That was the only play. But the but room is all, nothing. it's all comics. That's what I mean. So, so you can either do your act and eat shit. It's it's like half a notch above doing it in the shower. Right. Or get laughs and make fun of the room. Right. And, and then the comics might laugh a little bit. You might get them a little bit, but you didn't, you didn't progress no, it, at all. No, you can't transfer any of that to a real room. That's where you get the, the bad comics comic where it's like, nobody was funnier than Jimmy the Knife. <laughs> <laughs> Mulaney and I, again, would always joke about the black and white photo of like Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> and there's Billy Crystal and there's a big fat guy. Jimmy the Knife, he's dead now, but he he's killed the best. in every open mic. He always killed. Nobody could follow Jimmy. <laughs> but you did open mics and where were we? You were talking about, mm. we've been all over the place. This is a, it's a scatter shot. You're not an improviser. I'm not an improviser. I uh, did the like pre- prelim audition for Groundlings, mm-hmm. and it was a disaster. <laughs> and I remember like before they give you like a little moment at the end to like where they give you a subject and you're supposed to do something, and then they decide which like level to put you in. Oh, and before we even got to that, I remember we were doing like exercises where the whole room it was like twelve or fifteen people lined up. And he's like, all right, the teacher guy, the instructor guy was like, I'm going to walk down the line and you try to get my attention or something like that. What? And he walked past us and everyone was like, hey, mister, you better not like, <laughs> like everyone like dropping into these weird characters and like voices. And I remember as I was doing it being like, I want to like kill myself right now. This yeah. is so not my vibe. I yeah. don't really, I don't get into this like theater of it. Yeah. And I, I knew even before. The, the end part of it that I was like, I think I'm just going to do stand-up and like shoot stuff. Yeah. Because that feels way more natural to what I like. Right. But um, go, following that, see, there's a version of the story where that impulse is wrong, which is interesting. It's clearly yeah. not wrong here. Well, the reason I went to the Groundlings thing was because I loved SNL and I loved sketch. Yeah. And, and I really, really wanted to be a part of that and make sketch. Right. I love that shit. I always, I still have it. I'll watch every sketch show and see what's up with it. And <laughs> it's the best. You can do such strange things yeah. and they don't have to have this like long-term payoff. <laughs> it's the best. 
They can be as surreal and strange. Like, right, right, right. right. Um, and that was what I liked growing up. That's what I watched the most. So it just ended up happening in a totally weird, different way. But I love that you followed. See, I'm very interested in intuition. Yeah. And what I mean when I say it could have been wrong, it could have been the wrong impulse to go, I'm out. Maybe you right. were supposed to, quote unquote, go there. I don't think so. But yeah. I remember talking to guys that were like, fuck, uh, fuck improv. I'm just going to shoot stuff. But right. they weren't good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you should have gone through the shit. Yes. There's but- plenty of people who are super duper funny that don't know how to put together a good video. Yeah. Or, you know, any kind of pre-tape Well, thing. sometimes we watch videos in the writer's room, and Oren, who's my guy, who is, is Akiva the Oren of your group? In the beginning, especially. Yeah. Now him and Yorn both direct, but Akiva was the one who made everything look way better than it cost. But also the person... Edited. See, what Oren is for me is he's the guy that's like, I, I'm a big fan of my own humor. It's just so funny to me. Like, I just think <laughs> my good. humor is be. funny. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you need to keep that line where I said, if I flicked on the lights, mm-hmm. I would shoot you. And Oren... <laughs> Is forget comedy conservative. He's almost. This sounds like a, a diss, but he's like almost like comedy Microsoft. He right. he's comedy Apple. That's right. better. He'll take it and he'll and he'll package it and he'll refine it and he'll yes. polish it. So we'll watch sketches that are so funny sometimes, and I'm like, these guys need an Oren. Yes, it's it's. I've heard the same thing about the greats. Robert Smigel is somebody that it's like, yeah, the editor has a lot to do because right. Conan going out, the editor has a lot to do. I've done those remotes where it's like right, right. 14 hours of shooting and there's three minutes that are funny. Somebody yeah. has to make that look good. So was that... That was uh, Akiva. What, and was that uh, a good fit for you? Does this person understand your sensibility? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Akiva and Yorma and I grew up together, essentially. We have known each other since junior high and high school in Berkeley. Mm. So we have basically the identical <laughs> sensibility. Um, we listened to all the same music. We saw all the same movies. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just three of you. There's three of us. <laughs> but our skill sets are are definitely different. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, like, I could have met a guy like Oren that didn't... Like, why does he know that it should be a half a second longer before you cut away? But it's yeah. so much funnier that it's half and a it second And it is, yeah. Longer. A lot of people are just born with that. I, I mean, Kiva's definitely that. And yeah. Yoram has uh, become that. Like, he taught himself all that stuff. And he's also a really incredible director and editor now. I'm thinking about, like... Uh, almost every morning, it's so weird to tell you this. I wake up and I'll think, I don't know why, but today is going to be a really great day. Oh, nice. I know that's a dark, <laughs> it's a dark song, and it's not necessarily about a guy who's actually going to have a great day. No, but it's. But for some reason, I wake up and it makes me happy. It's like, packaged in an upbeat way. <laughs> yeah. So I, think, I, I, I love that video. But then it has, now I'm, I'm back in the tree. Uh-huh. And that's one of those moves that it's, it's, a, it's a game of milliseconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you show it, what the shot looks like. Yeah. When you see people playing in that kind of messy space of like, let's do it again. Right. You can really get too gluttonous. For sure. And you need those Orens and Akivas and and Yorma and and yourself now, I'm sure. Yeah. You're learning it. But like a lot of times you see early sketch that's too indulgent. Yeah. Then you see early sketch that isn't having any fun. And you have to find this middle way. Definitely. It can be overcut. Right. And that's the danger of somebody like, like who thinks that way. You right. know what I mean? Like at SNL, it was so wonderful to have dress rehearsal because sometimes we would overcut. Yeah. And be like, oh, I think we need to let that joke breathe. Like right. people are enjoying it a lot and then they're missing like the next thing. Is that you? Because that's me with Oren. I go like, no, the joke is like I write a lot of scripts where the line is an ellipses mm-hmm. or an ellipses. Uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I'm like the uh, the bad mammoth of, yeah. of comedy. My, <laughs> my scripts are very long because uh-huh. I think the joke is that like I'll give you an ex- It's not a real example, but yeah. I'll be like, you're you're putting on your hoodie. You say, yeah. You're putting on your hoodie now. Yes, uh-huh. I'm putting on my hoodie. Like, I love yeah. that. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But then you need somebody to sometimes come in and cut, of course. Right. But then at some point, do you ever go like, no, I need to go. Yeah. We need three more hoodies here. That's yes, but I would say they also would. Like, it's sure. not, it's, we're not like. You're not fighting. And Orin no. doesn't fight me either. But yeah. Not. Generally, we agree at this point. Yeah. Because we've done so much together. Yeah. That a lot of times we'll be like, no, we definitely got to cut that shorter. And then we'll watch it back from the beginning and be like, we cut it too short. But we all agree. <laughs> like, it used, in the beginning, there was more like, we can't cut that. Right. And then we wouldn't. And then it would like die. And we'd be like, we should have cut it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, you know, I was saying impressions are musical, but so is editing a video, wouldn't you oh, say? Yeah, definitely. There's like a music to it. And the audience, you know, playing it live is different from watching it online. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's, for some reason, there's, there is a right answer. You go like, should yeah. we cut back to Andy during this awkward moment? Yeah, and there's a right answer. There is a right answer. <laughs> it's crazy. Sometimes it's like math. Yeah, it becomes a little bit like math yeah. in the way that music is mathematical. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's cool. It's and, cool when you start like learning moves that work for you, and then go like, ooh, you know what would help this? That thing that we sometimes do. And right. You do it, and it's right. better. And you're like, oh, fucking thank God we saved that joke. Right. I, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's oh boy, there's no way to not ruin it. But in the movie, the thing in the barn towards the end, there's a really long joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> People are just gonna have to see it. But yeah. suffice it to say, the joke is like, you know, I need like a a fruit that I don't want my hands to get sticky, so I need to be able to put it in my bag. And someone's like, like well, yeah, like an orange. And then you're like, yeah, but I want something that's bright and like an orange. <laughs> but I wanted to have a lot of vitamin C, like an orange. And that is just the first type of joke. Yeah. That's the first family of joke that somebody that's maybe too comedy conservative would go get out of it. And then the in the defender of silliness has to say, yes. no. We were kids, and we used to laugh at fart noises, and we used to laugh. Yes, I'm yes. not saying it's lowbrow. I'm saying we used to laugh at no, silliness. No, but silliness is a huge part of what we do. Right? And it's, I mean, it does sometimes, I mean, everyone who does comedy, I think, deals with, like, if we cut that out, it might reach a bigger audience, but it might mean less to more people. Yeah. Like, and if you keep it, it, it might not be the biggest thing, but it'll be someone's favorite thing. That's it. And that's the, the debate. Almost always. Once you feel like you're making good quality professional jokes, then that's the the last kind of debate for everything. Because we know what over the plate looks like. And I'm not yeah. putting these things down, but they're on network TV at 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and those are going to be uh, very easy for thousands and thousands, millions of people to yeah. enjoy. But you know what it came to mind was <clears throat> uh, like Napoleon Dynamite is such an extreme, we're going to do it our way. Right. Val and I took a little <clears throat> cron yesterday and we kept laughing about how... <laughs> How uh, Napoleon Dynamite is what it's what's funny when you're high. Right. It's not necessarily like I don't necessarily like watching movies when I'm high. That's true. But when I was high, I kept thinking. Do about you really it. not? It can go either way. I don't like watching comedies. <sighs> I like watching like big action movies. There you go. Yeah, that's like Transformers or something. Yeah, that's the and game. why are you riffing bits or are you just enjoying Optimus? No, I just like I'm like a child. There's like wonder in my eyes of like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, yeah, I still like just love that. It's funny because if you put something funny on, I'll just start. Is this the same thing with you? I'll just start kind of thinking about why it's funny. Yeah, and then even if I laugh at something, I'll go like, "Is that why it was supposed to be funny, or right. am I laughing?" <laughs> you overthink it, was, it. Yeah, I overthink it, and then we often just stop talking. Yeah, I think it's because we work in that field. It's hard to relax into comedy anymore as a viewer. Yeah. That's why when I do and something's really good to me, it's such a 
like beautiful and cool experience. Oh, yeah, hello. exactly. I'm excited. It's wall to wall. But like I have that when I watch like Key and Peele. There, sure. There's certain things South South Park those guys when they do stuff that's right. it for me where I'm just like oh fuck this is just unbridled great right, right, I'm just right. a fan again I'm not thinking about how they thought of it I'm just laughing Are, is is uh I would guess no but is weed a part of your comedy No I, I barely yeah. smoke anymore Yeah Yeah uh, you your, know, your videos are incredible That is something we'll watch high Oh, that's good. Is we'll put on Lonely Island and just let it play. <laughs> and we will laugh. And because yeah. it's three minutes, it's the beauty of sketch, I don't get lost in it. Right, right. Like, you're just laughing. It's it, You know, I say this with respect, but of silly course. faces and silly sounds. Yeah, it's actively goofy. It's goofy. Yeah, yeah. But isn't silliness, this is something that's very important to me, it's important to maintain it. It's almost like... It's cheesy, but there's this little light in us that yeah. we have to protect. Yeah. Seinfeld talks about it in, in the intro to sign language, which I'm sure everybody's reading today. <laughs> <clears throat> talks about that part of you that wants to play and how important it is to foster that. Yeah. Is silly, is, I'm guessing yes, but could you talk about how silliness is important? Uh, well, for I mean, I always just try and take the approach of like when I was younger and I became obsessed with comedy, why? Mm-hmm. And like, it's also it gets harder and harder. I think like quote unquote important comedy is being more and more rewarded, mm. and really silly comedy maybe is like considered less. Yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also think it's probably something that just goes in waves. Mm-hmm. But I will also say, anytime we've made something that we find really funny, even if it doesn't like do well. There, people come up to us and are like, "That was my shit!" Yeah. Like, "Oh my god, that was so great!" And yeah. when other people do it, still, it makes me so happy that I'm just like, you know what? I'm making a great living. I am doing what I want to do, and I'm making comedy that I find funny. And like, if I, anytime I've diverted from that, it's been like I just feel bored. And like, you mean like, trying to guess what people want to see? Yeah, or like been a part of something it? else that wasn't really my tone. Uh-huh. Where I can try and slide into it where I'm just like, yeah. I got to say that that's something that I'm grateful for, that me trusting myself tends to have a mass appeal. That has to be something that you're grateful for. <laughs> for sure. Like it could be like if you really are true to yourself, you yes. make just like Hitler jerking off videos. Like, <laughs> but you had to jerk it sometimes. You get nervous with all those big speeches. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, like for us. <laughs> it does sound fun. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> One minute. I'll be out in a minute. We're shooting that. <laughs> uh, keep going, please. Uh, yeah, it's just. Well, like. I was just recently talking to some, uh, to Mike Schur. Mike Schur loves the Jack Sparrow video. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he would play that in the writer's room at Parks. And like he just <laughs> loves that one. And I was tripping out off of that one because that's one we wrote thinking it would be like that one. That's like one for us. Interesting. And then it's like it's so big. It's, it's really, really like, big. It's got like a hundred something million views on YouTube. And it's, wow. it's actually sold fairly well. And like. Yeah. There's certain ones like, you know, Just Had Sex or Dick in a Box or I'm on I think I'm Just Had Sex After I Have Sex. Isn't that kind of an interesting infection into – I like when people say, <laughs> me and my friends say this line from your video. That's the highest compliment. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think we about were, that song after you actually have sex? Sometimes. Sometimes Al and I will say it. <laughs> Why wouldn't we be silly? The second you come – 
Yeah. All I want it. <laughs> I'm imagining it. I'm just saying, the second I'm done, serious Pete is typically having sex. He makes like a face. Yeah. And he's like, you're into it. I'm yeah. into it and I like it. And it's just very uh, animal. And then as soon as I'm done, it's almost like a spell is over and you go back to being silly. I'm yeah. not saying that I haven't had silly sex. I have. But I'm saying, yeah. maybe. I can't even really remember. But you, usually. I just black out. <laughs> The moment after, after you, when you regain, that's usually a place where something silly will go. Yeah, that's for me, true. for well, me, yeah, and also just euphoria. Yeah, you just feel good. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like coming out of a sauna or something, and you're just like, <laughs> ah, just sauna. <laughs> I didn't want to sing it. Um, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, but it, when you get into people's lives and they say, or you see, it's the cool. Yeah, when like teenagers come up to you. And they're like, me and my friends quote your shit all the time. I'm yeah. like, that is the best reason ever to do yeah, yeah, what yeah. we do. Because yeah. that was us. That's it. Yeah. And you're feeding it back. Because when you're a kid, I think you, it says on your Wikipedia, forgive me for being so Not at all. cursory in my investigation. No. Tell me more. <laughs> but it says that you love Steve Martin. I do And love when Steve you Martin. see a grown man with white hair with a fish in his jacket, yeah. you're just kind of like, and now I'm going to get this podcast on you. But it, it, it is that sort of... Kids don't understand why everyone's taking it all so seriously. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we, I think we were hungry, and now you and I are grown people. I yes. just turned 37 myself. Okay. We're grown people going around, I'm doing this podcast, talking about how I sing that song after sex, or sure. wake up to that, and I do silly voices. And vo- I think kids go like, thank you. Yes. Everyone else is bought in into this kind of Yes. Shitty play. Yes. This is my boss, and I have it's, to do yeah. this and be serious. It's such a relief. I mean, for me, it's always been the silliest stuff has been what I love. Steve Martin, Monty Python, yeah. Mel Brooks, Sandler, Jim Carrey, <laughs> uh, The State, and Stella. Yeah. Those guys. South yeah. Park. Like, those are people. Uh, Strangers with Candy I was huge yeah. on, too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, is that 45 Helens agree? Strangers with Candy? Is that what? There was one where they go, like, 50 Helens agree, and then they'd have 50 <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they'd go, we agree. We agree. Just women named Helen. It's, that show is fucking yeah, bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as, as, like, a kid and as a teenager, seeing, like, the Stella guys in suits yeah. doing the dumbest bits ever and, like, seeming like adults, we all, me and Keevan Yorm would always talk about how the older you get, the funnier it is to act like a child. Like, it just makes it more and more impressive and more and more, like, meaningful to younger yeah. people to be yeah. like, right, it doesn't have to be shitty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can stay fun. I hope this doesn't haunt you. I, let's talk about the movie a little bit, because the early cut I saw had Yorma. It was replaced by the funniest reshoot I've seen in a movie in a, in a long time. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> when I saw it, oh, God, we should talk off mic about it. When I saw it, okay. I was so worried it was going to go... One way, uh-huh. and then it went the uh, this other oh, good, way. Good. It, it t- totally hooked, line, and singered me. But it has this part where Yorma uh, is acting like a kid having a fit. Yeah, and yeah. He punches yeah. the air. I know it's it probably sad. painful to see it. Sad go. that we missed that. Yeah, such a strange thing. Why did I hook onto that? Mm-hmm. And it's because. And the the other thing that oh shit now I'm just saying two things that got cut. Uh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> maybe note the time because maybe you don't want to say this, but you call Mona Lisa a basic bitch. Uh huh. And I think that's so funny for some. <laughs> that line is not in the movie, but we are. That song will be like out in its entirety to like promote the movie. Or we're like, not sure how yet. We're okay. kind of dealing with all that now. Do you but... mind that I say that joke on the air? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I think of that all the time, and it's, it's the most funny. childish. It's so immature. You called Mona Lisa <laughs> a. Basic bitch? The original basic bitch. The or- 
But I mean, now let's talk about, because this is interesting to me. I'm working over at uh, Apatow Productions in the building. And at, you guys, at the Apatow. At the Apatow, mm-hmm. as my GPS says. Does it? Did you put it in like that? We're talking about silliness. That's so great. <laughs> Chelsea and my GPS is Pernetti. <laughs> it just sounds like a detective. <laughs> Wait, you have people's houses in your GPS and Some their names? And you enter their names? Sometimes, yeah. You save them. I didn't know you could do that. Like on a on a independent GPS, it's only a GPS. What kind of car do you drive? I drive. What do you mean? Like oh, it's a, it's external. You could buy this. Oh, I see. Yeah, you like, have like a Hertz rental like car. A Garmin thing. <laughs> I don't know if you need to make fun of it. No, I'm saying like <laughs> that's the only time I've had a GPS that wasn't built into the car. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But the GPSs that aren't built into cars are way better GPSs. That aren't. They're way better. I agree. The one in my car sucks. The ones in cars are just rich people bait. And they're like, it's $7,000. And it takes like 20 minutes to enter addresses. It sucks. It makes letters but, disappear. But I do. I Let have me a, type it. I have a friend who is. <laughs> exactly. I have a friend who has a Tesla or is renting, leasing a Tesla. Yeah. And it's exactly what it's supposed to be where your iPhone just blorps right into it and it just goes. Get out. Here's the address from. I will say. Like out of an email or something. Whew. It's the future. It's it's the future. Teslas are just like driving around a giant laptop. <laughs> like a really fast iPhone with wheels. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I will say because I go to the Apatow every day, when my phone goes 44 minutes to Apatow mm-hmm. and it knows, I didn't tell it, but it just starts mapping a pattern. Yeah. Like you're driving to work right now. Traffic's unusually heavy. Yeah. And it tells me. Yeah. That's the future. And it's you feel crazy. a little bit creeped out by it. I'd say I'll probably sound old, but it still blows my mind every time I FaceTime. Oh, for sure. It's like, it's the Jetsons. No, every every person doing FaceTime is just, it's it's like having sex with somebody out of your league. You're just kind of like, <laughs> just act like it's normal, act like it's, to- I've been here before. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. And then you come and then you sing a Lonely Island song. <laughs> I love you. Um, but what yeah. were we talking? Oh, oh, what I want to talk about is something that I'm kind of in the middle of too. Is having this silly side, right? Here's yeah. here's silly Andy, and then there's like you need to fucking finish this movie, Andy. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. This is where comedy conservative and like a whole other type of intelligence comes into play. The Andy that knew how to be a good PA and mm-hmm. not skis everybody out. <laughs> I, why I is think. that? Yeah. <laughs> but why is that part of the package? Com- comedians complain like I've heard Chris Rock complain that just because you're a good uh, waiter doesn't mean you'd be a good chef. Uh-huh. Okay, that's one of them. But it's also like just because you're really really funny doesn't know you won't know how to not creep Lauren Michaels out when you meet him. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Who knew that was part of the package? Being somewhat like agreeable and calm and likable. Was that the dog? Yeah. Weird. Oh, snoring. <laughs> we get it. Hey, we get it. You're asleep. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, you're you're trying to maintain your silliness, but at the same time, you're in this storm. Yes. Of real grown up business. I would argue. In terms of like knowing how to not like bum out Lorne, that's something that a person doesn't understand about themselves. You either are that person or you aren't. And that's right. going into it, I didn't know if I was or wasn't. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll just try and be as honest and normal as possible. Yeah. And like not try to come across super thirsty. Right. But also not try to come across like I'm not super excited and would love to do it. And other people giving the same executive thinking, that's called executive thinking, yeah. where you're giving yourself orders and you're saying, be normal, yeah. be honest. They do that and it comes out as, I am Mr. Michael, <laughs> right, not right. too great to be here. 
And that's yeah. him going, nailed it. You know what I will say? Yeah. And this it might seem like humble braggy, but it's actually super true, is a lot of people, when I'm super nervous doing something, afterwards I'll be like, God, I was so nervous. And they'll be like, really? I couldn't tell at all. Yeah. And I don't know strange why skill. that happens. Yeah, strange I, I don't go into my head and go like, now do the thing where you don't seem like you're nervous. Right. I just, for whatever reason, get away with it's being evo- nervous. It's almost evolutionary like it. luck or something. It's yeah. like some people default to more like... Uh, I love the movie Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, and they talk about how Robert Ford just put people off. Right. Like, we just don't like being around him. Right. And Casey Affleck, I think, does a good job being a little bit weird. Yeah. And there are people that I know that are so sweet, so funny, so smart, and when they're around, everyone feels like someone just farted in the pool. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, those bubbles were not the Jets, Dan. Yeah. It's gross, but lucky. I consider myself lucky. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know how, like... I don't can't explain it. Um, it's like The Departed, where he goes, "My hand doesn't shake. My hand doesn't shake." You know that part? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Leonardo DiCaprio talks about killing people. Oh yeah. And he's like, something I learned is that my hand doesn't shake. Oh yeah. Just kind of a lucky. Yeah, but I shoot with this hand. Blazing <laughs> <laughs> saddles. <laughs> Fucking comedy podcast. <laughs> I know everyone will get it. Yeah. <laughs> and you were wiggling your hand for those who didn't see. So how do you balance the uh, the two art forms? The business, the grown-up Andy has to come in in a suit and not be silly. Correct. And it's the worst part of it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate Boss Pete. I tell yeah. the writer's room all the time. I'm like, hey, this is my least favorite me. It stinks. Having, it stinks. Like, deadlines are like, having deadlines makes me so sad. Yeah. Um, but I always just say like, it's you should be so lucky to have deadlines. You should be so lucky to be stressed sure, out. You should sure. be so lucky to have to like tell someone you don't like their idea or that you guys have to work on it more or you got to work the weekend because somebody didn't do what you wanted them to do. Yeah. Or you didn't do well enough and someone told you you didn't do well enough. And yeah, yeah. You, you feel like you did do well enough. You still have to work on it more anyway because they're in charge. And yeah. There's a million little things like that that you have to just sort of take it up the ass on yeah that's that's being an adult and having a job and but i would see you guys there and you looked like you looked like the road <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. there was a hollowness to well you. that also is just we looking at a screen all the goddamn day no but also like we stress ourselves out it's not like we have a ton of people being like you guys aren't trying hard oh enough. i didn't like, i didn't even think that i thought it was yeah. you guys stressing yourselves out yeah we hold ourselves to for what we consider what we like what we make a high yeah. standard like yeah. we know when we are not enjoying something we've made enough mm-hmm. um and that is one of the th- reasons i think we have had any kind of success is because we work crazy crazy hard mm-hmm. and if it's not done we keep working on it yeah we don't just go well it's good enough but that's another I'm just interested, obviously, in the full picture of what it takes. At some point, you you become almost like a mill worker. And you're just like, we don't leave the mill. That's right. It's crazy. I don't. How can that be in the same skill set? Like, when you're at a wedding, Andy likes to take the groom and give him a dance (laughs) or whatever. And also, Andy likes to, like, go, we got to work on Sunday. Honestly. Crazy. Yeah, it's. I feel like a lot of times I wish that I was striking a better balance. Because mm. it stops being fun when you just work. Yeah. And you have to live your life to also be still, like, finding joy in making comedy. Right. Otherwise, it's going to show in your work. I can't Definitely. Really, I can't really think of an example, but I know – you know it when you see it. And yeah. you're like, this person wasn't really enjoying it. I'll but- say, like, at, by the time I was in my seventh season at SNL and Keevan Yoram had both left, um, they came back and helped me a lot. 
but like they wanted a digital short every week and there were great directors working with me. It was like Jake Szymanski and Jonathan Kreisel and John Solomon and people who I love and I think are brilliant, mm-hmm. but they were still kind of like, this is still kind of your thing. So like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And, uh, I just got really tired and burnt and I started like cutting the digital shorts really short. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were under I two remember. minutes. <laughs> and I, this, uh, was that around the time when uh, I'm going to call her Precious? That's so stupid. Gabrielle Sidibe. Yeah, she came on and you did the spitting cherries. I love that one. I love it too. Yeah. But was that around that time when you had to churn them out? I just remember no, the simplicity of that idea. That was like a year or two before that. Okay. My the final only reason season... it came up wasn't because I didn't like it. it; was because it was so simple that I was like, maybe you were just kind of going like, I "Oh, right." Spit cherries at each other. No, Keith was still working there. That was one we came up with like in the car on it was the way really home funny. at like five in the morning. Uh... But that's another one where he is just such a great director. Right. Where it was like this really simple idea that we kind of spitballed. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, was, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we could shoot in that like crazy crank slow-mo and make it look really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny. Yeah, 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 super funny. It got better by the end. Um, what was something that was towards the end there where you were like starting to feel that grind? Well, there's a lot of things that I watched now that I thought like I expected more from. But that I do now actually still think are really funny. But yeah. but like they got a little darker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got kind of to the point where we were like, we've made so many of these, like, what's gonna like get us off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um one of them was the one Matt Damon did with Katy Perry and Matt Damon and Val Kilmer called uh Two Best Friends. I can't believe I haven't seen it. It's you should watch you can watch it. It's fine, it's good. Yeah. It's just it gets a little like it starts eating itself a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of that where with, like they would start eating themselves because we'd be bored. Is like, threw it on the in. ground dark? I can't think of any of yours that are dark. No, threw it on the ground. Kids love actually. I, I believe that. Yeah. I I love threw it on the ground, but it has that like conspiracy. I'm not a part right. of your system. Right. <laughs> That's another one where we were like, this one's just for us. <laughs> I love. And then it, it ended the up being like way bro- more broad than we imagined. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't. It's like in a in a slightly more relatable way, it's like a tweet. You're like, I just redefined Twitter, nothing. And then you're like, <laughs> I tweeted how long could Steven Tyler live underwater? Uh-huh. And it, and people love it or, for, or something. That, they didn't love that one, actually. But like, <laughs> I tweeted it in the spirit of maybe it'll be one of those ones that's not that great, but everyone loves. <laughs> what What is one that you did that people loved? Like a tweet? Yeah. Like what's one of your biggest tweets? Do you know how to track that? I don't. I just see how it's doing. Uh-huh. I used to use Fave Star, but I stopped doing that. Got it. I said cops in shorts should only be allowed to arrest children. That did really well. Cops in shorts? Should only be allowed to arrest children. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good tweet. It's a betrayal. It's a betrayal. But that one, I, I was like, this is good. But you do threw it on the ground, and you're like, this is for us. Yeah. And everyone loved it. And then people did really and like Captain it. And Captain Jack yeah. Sparrow. Yeah. You already said yeah. But then we'll do like one. Well, yeah, we did this one called Reba, where Keenan played Reba. Oh, I didn't see it. And that one makes us laugh so much. Really? And it's kind of like everyone was like, "Yeah, it's good." And for me, I'm like, "Fuck!" I feel like that should be one that people really talk about because it's so crazy and so funny. I know exactly what you mean. And and going back to Conan, a, a lot of my showbiz anecdotes are Conan. He, he would say, we'd do an episode where we thought we reinvented it and no one ever yeah. noticed. But similarly, we thought we ate shit and no one noticed right. either. Were you ever at Conan with Gore? Mm-mm. Didn't cross over. Mm-mm. Dan Gore, who runs Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he worked there for a long time. Maybe. I might have known a Dan. I'm terrible. Okay. If, I, if he says, what's up? Hey. <laughs> 
He didn't. He didn't say to say hi, but he also didn't. I didn't tell him I was doing this. So. We've there you go. We've asked the other SNL people that have done the show like. What's going on with that schedule? And are you like me, where we're like, why don't we just start at 7 a.m.? <laughs> uh, we, we could call this by lunch. I am not like that. No, you like... I'm a night owl, so I loved it. Really? Yeah. Get yeah. out. I just assume everyone's like me. No. You liked it? I can't get up early. Apparently. Yeah. Wait, you did want to push to one. It was your idea to do one. Oh, yeah. This is early for me. Wow. I would love to have done later. Oh, no way. What time did you wake up today? 11. And that oh. was real deep. 11s? Yeah. That's like when I woke up. Yeah. So you're glad we did one. You needed the sleep. Well, I only, I would have, yeah, I did. I picked <laughs> one too. But you, you're glad we did one. Yeah, we're in the oh same boat. When I'm shooting Brooklyn Nine-Nine, not the movie Brooklyn, um, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> really now I can't abbreviate it. Uh, you can say Nine-Nine. It's, yeah, when I'm shooting the Nine-Nine, <laughs> that's a surefire way to make people hate you. Uh, <laughs> um... um I hate it. I hate the morning so much. Really? Yeah. And so does Chelsea, by the way. We're both real, real comics in that way. Oh, wow. But, I mean, you I'm know. a I'm a fraud in that, like, I, I would so much rather get my comedy out. How is that possible? In the morning. Because I'll tell and you. You did ton, tons and tons of stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you make that work? Every step of the way, I'm like, if I do a show that starts at 10, I'll open by talking about how it's too late. And like, I, in a funny way. And that I don't want to be there. so sweet. I also look at people, I'm just like, <laughs> what are you doing out? There was a birthday party last night, and it started at 10. And I was like, yeah. no fucking way. Uh, no way. But wait, is this happening more now that you're like getting in your I've late 30s? I've always, always been in my late 30s. You're just a morning guy. When I was a boy, I was in my late 30s. I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted people to keep it down. I've always wanted like a sensible meal. Like, uh, Melania and I, sorry, he keeps coming up, but I just saw him have this in common where it's like, for your birthday, you'd rather have like a brunch where you can hear each other than yeah. a party. I kind of agree with that. But you also like the nightlife and you like to boogie. My birthday, actually, recently what I've been doing is having, uh, we have a cool like screening room in our um, Fox office. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've been doing like double feature movies. Oh, wow. Where we like go to a restaurant and then we go to the office and watch like two cool movies that came out that year and we do stay crazy late. Oh, wow. And well, I'm, I'm like in heaven. Uh, well, that's like an adult sleepover. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I'm, just, I'm okay yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't want to be standing and improvising conversations, remembering names. It is very comfortable and seated. Yeah. And no one's no one is forced to socialize. But SNL <laughs> <laughs> SNL, it feels like you would you are the four AM rewrite, we got it. I love that. Really? But, but there were people who would do what you're saying. And that like like Wig would come in early. Really? She'd leave by midnight a lot of times and just start earlier in the afternoon. Uh, and was crazy efficient. Hater by the end. Wig efficient. He had a kid. Yeah. Wig efficient. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's like a half rhyme. A wigshint. A wigshint. That's worse. It's but it's better, but it's worse. It's syllabically makes more sense, but yeah. sounds less like the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the schedule you're okay with, and and the making of the movie. A is, nightmare. A nightmare. Nightmare schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have like 6 a.m. call times. That's crazy. It stinks. What did you do to get in such good shape? Everyone's going to ask. Sorry. For the movie? I keep walking by a poster of you, and it's, you know. I'd lost a lot of weight. You did You did good. I pulled a, I pulled a Schumer. What did you? 
that's fun. She talks about that a lot, right? Has she like lost weight for the for train wreck? She did lose. You know, I ne- I just never classified her as thick person. So I just I didn't either. Like, yeah, but oh please, <laughs> I'm saying she's a comedian. <laughs> she's a regular person. Yes, she shouldn't have looked like a model. No, and then she and did. also by the way, she she looked about as lighter in Trainwreck as I looked lighter in our movie. Yeah, you both look great. What yeah. did you do? Uh, I ate less. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Just eating less? I mean, I, I'm on like a pretty good eating uh, like diet thing anyway. Like yeah. I did this like blood type diet thing. Oh, what's your blood type? I'm not going to say. Why? I don't know. Just for some reason, I feel like someone's going to try and steal my liver. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you know generally what? like some personal information I don't want on the internet. I don't know. I can't tell you why I don't want to say. I, I know. I know. I yeah. asked because I thought it would be interesting. <laughs> I understood. And if you had said it, I would have been concerned. There's something about medical info. Yeah. You kind of want to keep it to yeah. yourself. You think you're going to come home tonight and there's like a little, it looks like an oil truck, but it's very small and it's clear and it's filled with blood. <laughs> and they're like, he's home. Just like I, also, like I wouldn't want to say like my official penis length or something. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I feel like I'd be judged, but because someone will try and steal it. <laughs> Because it's so glorious. I'm really just worried about organ stealing. But what are you eating? Uh, because I can tell, because I know the blood type diet. I straight up. I'll redu- reverse engineer. I completely have done like the LA shit of like, I cut out tons of gluten and yep. sugar and corn and dairy and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And it helped a lot. And the reason I did it was not to lose weight. It was because I was getting sick all the time because I work so much. Oh, really? And I wasn't getting enough sleep. And so I did it, and I have gotten sick maybe twice in two years. Really? Which is way better than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, the movie the movie is really, really funny. So you thought I looked ripped, though? I did. Well, I mean, you're, you, there's a part where you're naked. I also shaved my whole body for the movie because yeah. I was playing like a pop star guy, and I yeah. had tattoos all over my body. Yeah. So I had to do it. But there's also straight up you naked. Like, there's a, there's mean, some nudity. There's you nude. Yeah. I mean. To an extent. To a ninety nine percent, almost less than nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> but that, I mean, that now we're in uh, morning radio territory, and I'm embarrassed about my topic. I kind of dig it. I bet a lot of people are. It's like t- asking Carrie Fisher how she lost weight. You know what I mean? But I'm interested. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Oh yeah, in Star Wars, yeah. Oh, she lost weight. She for Star lost Wars. a lot of weight to look more like Princess Leia. Yeah, to- look, she is Princess Leia. That's what I would say. As I feed her ice cream. <laughs> I'd go, shh, you can do whatever you want. Oh, my God. This is uh, a great movie. I think it's going to be a huge hit. Thank you. And is it exciting to think that it, I mean, like, this feels like morning radio, but I am interested. Yeah. You know, Hot Rod or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was, I remember this quote you had where it was like, or one of the one of the Lonely Island guys had was, if you have a YouTube video that has 20 million views, it's a huge hit. Uh-huh. If you have a movie that has 20 million views, it's a huge failure. Right. And, and going to that next scope, are you are you feeling pressure to prove yourself in that L.A. way? Um, yeah, a little bit. I, we'd obviously love it if it did great. Yeah. But also, you just don't know with a movie. It's such a high-risk business. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've hedged our bets pretty well by having doing it with Judd and having his influence. He's really good at making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helped us really craft it into more of like a real story, mm-hmm. I like to think. 
Um, and he did, yeah, he did, definitely did. Yeah. And people know me and us. I'm not just saying that to be pro Jed because I saw the old one and right. I was at the table <clears> read, <throat> and I remember people talking about upping the the emotional connection of the friends. Yeah, exactly. And that was done very well. Thanks. Yeah, we worked very hard on it, so I hope it's good. Yeah. <laughs> By the time the movie comes out, we'll have been working on it for two and a half years. Crazy. But it's also because it's a full album. You know, it's like a whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's, it's like a tour movie, so there's songs all over it. Right. Um, And I heard the mix makes a huge difference. That was buzzing around. Yeah. That's good. It, we I agree. did a stand-up special where the audience wasn't well mixed, uh-huh. and I was like, I hate this special, and then they just upped the mics. Yeah, and you're like, like, all right, oh. that's how it felt. People liked it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and people are like, oh, it makes such a huge difference to be able to hear those amazing songs. It does make a huge difference, and I think it was something we've kind of been really waiting for a while to have like a really clean, polished version of it. And now it is. You go and see it, and I'm like, oh, this actually maybe has some business coming out in the summer. Yeah. Like, I was worried about it for a while, Isn't and now it, it feels big and worldwide. And I think that's one of the strange things is, is we, we throw Amy Schumer as a big person that gets haters and just anybody mm-hmm. that's huge. And, like, it's so interesting to me, the more I get into the, these worlds and, and getting to know you now, it's like mm-hmm. these, these are, I know there's kind of, trite but these are people and this is something right. that you're nervous about you oh, know i'm definitely I mean? nervous like, about it we we were sitting together at the screening and yeah. and listening to the comments and i remember feeling like i hope no one goes i don't know andy just doesn't grab me right but yeah. like in a really articulate way which happens yeah i'm sure i mean i think it happened in that one didn't it the one i saw i only felt happy because people said the guy goes like okay why did you see the movie and someone uh-huh. went Andy Samberg. It was like the first thing someone said. Oh, right. and I was like really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when nice. I went in the other theater, someone went Judd Apatow, and I was standing next to Judd, and I was like really happy for you. He's him. like, okay, okay. <laughs> I like that. It's silly, but it's true. And that <laughs> stuff has to still mean things. Oh yeah. I mean, once it's like personalized and humanized, like any single person ever saying something nice about you is nice. Yeah, sure. It doesn't. That doesn't go away. Oh, what. Uh, Sometimes I think about I watch lip sync battle and I'll see somebody doing that and I'm kind of like why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Do you have any like sort of get out of showbiz aspirations? Meaning, get this out of your system, the fame, the the machine, and then fuck off to like Retire. Denmark or something. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp style. Not really. South of France. I think I would. <clears throat> I like fantasize about it when I'm really, really busy. Yeah. Like this year was fucking crazy. We did the movie and I did Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I did the Emmys. And yeah. And we have yeah. this production company. Like it was a cool like year of things congealing and being like, holy shit, we're like getting to do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And then you say yes to all of it and then you're like, wow, this is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what so- I mean is you don't see yourself necessarily in 10 years doing – so I think I thought Andy could dance. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I mean, even if we like, we are producing stuff now. Yeah, like we produced this show party over here for Fox, which is a really funny sketch show. Mm-hmm. And that was something where because we had the deal with Fox, they kind of came to us and we're like, "Hey, we have this time slot. Like, do you want to do some comedy show there?" And we put it together with the with Paul Shear. Oh yeah, and uh, and the guys who run our company party over with us. Shear. Party over Shear. <laughs> and like that one was better than. Wig fishent. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be that thing. You never expect it. Wig fishent is going to catch on like fucking wildfire. I'd wear a shirt that said wig fishent. <laughs> it's the worst joke I've ever made. And you'll know it's her because there's two eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like Nintendo Wig. <laughs> Nintendo Wig. Nintendo Wig. <laughs> oh my God. 
let's get uh, let's get weirder because I've taken us to a, a normal area. Okay. How did you lose your virginity? That's a fun one. Um, have you? I have. <laughs> I lost my virginity when I was. I always forget the exact number. I want to say sixteen. That's pretty young. She was twenty-four. Get the fuck out of my face! Yeah, it was great. Summer camp. She was a counselor? She was girl's head counselor, and I was on junior staff. And she just kind of picked me, and I went with it, and I was so happy. Like, she selected you to be her summer fuck time? I guess. She just thought I was, like, a sweet little guy and wanted... She knew she'd be my first, I assume, is what her reasoning was. Oh, my God. Yeah. And did you have, like, sex all summer? No. Once. Just once? Yeah. How was it? Fast. I want. I always want to know if people wore bags. Did you wear a bag? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> God. How many people listen to this? But I, I, I don't know why that that is interesting to me. Is here you are in this magical thing, and to be that responsible in that moment would have been impressive, but also kind of funny and weird. I also was like, I didn't know it was going to happen. Like at that point, it was on her, right? Yeah. And I was just like, is this how it goes? Okay. If you set your sights, you bring the bags. Yeah. Bring the bags. I think that's correct. And then so you were sexually activated pretty early. Yeah, although I didn't really... (laughs) This is like deeply personal. (laughs) I know. I didn't have sex again for over a year, I think. Okay. I got a steady girlfriend. Oh. And then did again. And then you did have sex again? Yeah, so much. Are you a relationship (laughs) fella? Did you have a whoring time? Um... I wouldn't go so far as to say whoring. When I first... Where you'd be the whore. I'm not calling women whores. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't frequent whorehouses. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. go, well, fellas, let's go whoring. <laughs> um, Jug shine. There was like, uh, when I first got on SNL, I, I dated. Yeah. I, I dated more than I had in the past. But I am a relationship guy, and I'm now very happily married, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, Valerie loves your wife so, so much. She's the best. She's a musician. Oh, cool. Oh, you're, you're, you're I wife. thought you were saying Valerie was a musician. She is a musician. Oh, okay. She's quite, but not professionally, but oh, she loves your wife's work and yeah. uh, is obsessed with your relationship. Oh, cool. So <laughs> you, you met at a, a concert. Val and I met at a show of mine, so she, I think oh, she nice. thinks that's fun, too. I met at, we met at Joanna's show. And you, and I, isn't there some story like you hadn't heard her and then you were like, I love this person? Have I made that story different? No, I was really a big fan of her. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I went with Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. And my friend Matt Murray, who's a comedy writer, mm-hmm. and uh, Fred had met Joanna and her friend Jamie and some of her people at a festival like a year before, so he knew them. Um, and a cool part of the story is Mike Myers was there with his lady, mm. and he's a big fan of Joanna as well. And we were sort of sitting in the same area, and then the show ended, and we had already talked about how we were going to like say hi to Joanna and meet. I was going to meet her and everything after the show, and. Um, we were chatting with Mike Myers because of SNL. He saw us and then said hi. And he was. we were like, are you going to stay after and like say hi? And he was like, oh, no, I don't really like to do that. Are you guys? And we were both like, no, no, it's lame. We're not going to do that. And they're like, anyway, we're just going to pay our check, though, because we haven't paid our check. He's like, okay, cool, and left. And I was like, we're still going to stay, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool, because I really want to meet her. That's great. Um, That's great. And so, yeah, we met and became buddies and then – Oh, chums first. Chums first, yeah. Like chum hangs? Uh, more like text friends. Ooh. And then we'd like see each other here and there and say hi. And 
But like that night, we went out with her and all her friends and had a blast. And hit it off. Yeah. Became, Here you are being a night owl. And she's a night owl? The biggest. She makes me look like you. <laughs> she enjoys just the dark times. It's crazy. When, really? when we were living together in New York, I'd come home from SNL at like 6 a.m. And she'd be up just like watching TV. No way. Yeah, she's like, hi. I got to say, I remember <laughs> when I was married, I was married, and uh, I would, I'd walk over to 30 Rock and submit like my DVD back in the day. You couldn't just send links or whatever people do now. Yes. I know what people do now, send links. But I would drop off a DVD. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of that. And that, you're right? Yeah. You probably the same, it's where the line lines up for Jimmy now. It's like uh-huh. kind of near the rink, ice skating rink. Right, right. Anyway, I dropped that off and know it was going to be promptly forgotten, which was fine. It was all part of it. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it broke my heart. What? Why did I bring this up? What were you just saying? Oh, the musician. Oh, I remember saying to my wife and thinking, like, it would be bad if I got SNL. Right. Because she was so, I'm not putting her down, but she was pretty ordinary, meaning you have this Literally just exceptional in that she's in show business. Uh She's a musician. She has kind of a countercultural lifestyle. Right. If you are just like, you know, kissing your wife at uh, 8 in the morning and coming home at 5 and then you watch three hours of TV and you go to bed at 10, if you get SNL, which is kind of what I was doing, get SNL, it's it's almost like goodbye. Your life changes a lot. Like, I'm sorry, though. We're probably going to break up. Right. I think think that happens with a lot of people. Right? And a lot of people come in to SNL in a relationship and it doesn't last. It's the ultimate you would pick up comedy. Comedy in one hand, relationship in the other off a cliff. The good son style. You're pulling up Lauren. (laughs) Yes, but that said, there's also a ton of people whose relationships do just fine. Is that right? It's about who you are and what your relationship is. But you need... Find a way to make it work. You need a somewhat exceptional, just meaning the exception, person... That's going to roll with your weird life. You're yeah. just talking about this year that you just had. Yeah. All the different things you were doing. Yes. Clearly, she's not at home going, Andrew! Well, she's been on tour. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. So that helps. Yeah. That she has her own... She has her own thing. Has her own thing. Yeah. And it's separate, but somewhat similar. Separate, separate but similar. She, we, we definitely can relate a lot about work stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we also both are like... I should work less. <laughs> It'd be fun to hang out more. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Um, but it's, it's you know. What do you do when you're kicking it? I have to assume it's like all of us and you're just watching fucking movies and shit. Watching a lot of movies, watching a lot of TV. We like going out to the nice restaurants and stuff. Yeah. That's a real treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you food people. Yeah, we listen to a lot of like old records. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, we're madly in love. <laughs> it's the fucking greatest. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's the best. Isn't it's, it great? It's the best thing of, How of my life. Yeah. How long have you been together? Eight years. Eight years? Yeah. See, Val and I are, have been together for three, mm-hmm. and we literally go like, when does it, we keep waiting for it to start fading or something. Right. But here you are at eight saying- I don't think it has to. I think it, Can you give me a- Absolutely. And I run. And I run. It's, <laughs> it's fucking great. I love it. Yeah. Um- I mean, everyone who is aware of her and who she is, both like professionally and personally, loves her. Thinks she's the best of all time. That's kind of how I feel about Valerie. Is yeah, just kind of like, look, check out this person. Everyone yeah. she meets loves her. Yeah, and then you're just all I all I have to do is not fuck it up. I feel that way constantly. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Like a lot of people who only know her, you know, from the outside looking in at her art. They're they're are like, why would she be with? that guy yeah because a lot of people take what she does really seriously rightfully so because it's like intense beautiful emotional stuff right 
but she's uh, you know she's a very fun like silly person sometimes like that's a big part of her yeah i always say it's kind of like a a roger rabbit situation <laughs> he, he makes great. me laugh <laughs> that's great. and i have to assume you oh god that's an obvious question but it, you laugh like Valerie and I laugh. That's such an important Non-stop. thing. It's, it's all we do. And Val, here's the thing: I can make someone laugh, and it might be like some funny turn, like uh, wig. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I can't remember it. Oh, uh, wig fishing. Wig fishing. I'm just gonna just write, write it, it down. down. We'll manufacture those shirts. Do I get a percentage of those when they start selling like <laughs> Absolutely wildfire? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't sign any shit. <laughs> I, I could try, try. And there's when you're trying to, when I do stand-up, I'm trying not to try. But ultimately, right. I am trying to make people laugh. Yeah. And then there's people like Val, and she's very special to me, in that, like, it's just being stupid. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it, that's why she loves the silliness in, in your work. And when you can find someone that just likes the way, that thinks it's funny when you're just being who you are, the easiest yeah. version of you. Yeah. Which is just like picking up the dog and going like, this is my dog, or yeah. whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good is my point. That's the dream. That's the dream. But it's also, it's family. Yeah. It's like we when we hang out, it feels like family. We talk about that all the time. Like for some reason, whatever paths we both took, yeah, it led us to a place where we feel really comfortable, yeah, and can be there for each other in a real like family way. I love that. Yeah, it's great. It does feel. We Val and I were just talking about that today about all the different things, background, how they were raised, or, or their preferences, and there does seem to be this other factor. Mm-hmm. That she's like, it's almost like a magical factor where on paper, we were talking about like ex-girlfriends of mine, on mm-hmm. paper, like this should have been this and this yeah. should have been this. And it's like, why are we? And it's just like, we don't know. We, all, we, don't. we always talk about there's like a third thing. The mm-hmm. relationship becomes it's this third thing that you feed. There's a Robert Bly poem to this effect that is just gorgeous that mm-hmm. you're kind of like in service of this third thing that no one can see, but you both know. Mm-hmm. And it's just really beautiful. And, and it starts to click in kind of a, does that feel right? Like a magical Yeah. Way? Well, that's... Yeah, that's when you start getting into, like, fate and stuff like that. That's what she said, too. She was like, it almost feels like fate. Yeah. But I'll go one weirder and be like, I feel like I've known her before for other lifetimes. Right. right. I know know that's weird, but, like... That's lunacy. But there's no no downside to being romantic and considering it. I I completely agree with you. Right? There's things like that all the time (laughs) that I just let myself think because I'm like, fucking, who cares? Who cares? Because we're just going to die at some point anyway. Just, I might as well believe that my life is magic and meant to be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> what is the downside? Yeah. And then if something goes horribly wrong, then I'll deal with that. Right. <laughs> That's very interesting. Well, we are at about – we are exactly at that time when we talk about the meaning of life. Are you a nothing person? I don't uh, want to get too personal. You were raised Jewish? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely Jewish? Yeah. You're being out-Jewed by Mulaney out-Jewed five by nights Mulaney. a week? No, I'm, I mean, I'm very proudly Jewish. Of course, yeah. And In the cultural way, though. My fam- my parents were kind of hippies. Is that right? And then, what? In the cultural way? I just mean, you're not like yeah, a, yeah. a huge Cult- fan of I don't do like a, t- a ton of that stuff, but my family does do that stuff. Yeah. And they've done it more as they've Gotta gotten say. older. I've always, and I always probably will, and Mulaney, I, I know for sure, I'm jealous of the built-in culture. Right. It's just beautiful. It's like you guys, I'm just talking about Jewish people. (laughs) They're all different types of Jews, but all the ones that I knew just had that sense of people, place, tradition that that we just didn't have as much. We had some, but not as much. We were like, we like smoked fish too. (laughs) Like it just wasn't the same. There was no, talk about magic. There were no empty seats at the table and asking the children why. What is your background? 
Uh, well, I'm Lithuanian, which I think puts uh-huh. me in the Jewish category. Uh-huh. <laughs> there could be some Ju- some Jewy Lithuanian in there. Similar. Yeah. I, I don't know, but then my father is uh, Irish and uh-huh. English. So. Got it. But but I would look at the the Jew. I had a lot of Jewish friends that I didn't even know were Jewish because there were so many of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's weird because being Jewish is technically a religion. It's not even like because I could also say like I have a background of uh, like. German and Russian and Polish and that kind of stuff. Right. Which is more what you're saying. Right. Like, were you raised religious in any way? Yeah, even, like, non-denominational Got Christian. It. So, and you yeah. didn't find any feeling of community or, We did, like, but it was not bound by blood. Nobody was like, we are from Abraham. It was <laughs> you know a what choice. I mean? We're just like, like we like choice. this. It's better to have it than to not have it. Got it. And it, that's not, like, generations back, something that has been chosen there by was, your families? There, I think they were Catholic on both sides, actually. Okay. And then they went, uh, they went less high church, more Bible reading uh-huh. guitars over organs. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And that's what I inherited. <laughs> but that's no legacy. That's a bunch of silliness. Sure. I will say, I know what you're saying. The, th- the thing I like about being Jewish the most is the tradition stuff. Yes. It's cool. And as you get older, right? More and more. I mean, they're right. Yeah. I feel like it's a Jewish stereotype. It's like a Woody Allen film. It's like, you'll get, it'll make sense. And it does. Yeah, yeah. You go like, oh, shit. You know Simon Rich? Yeah. He has a fucking great joke where he's like, um... It's like, I feel so happy in my life that I can just do anything I want and focus on anything I want and care about anything I want because I know as soon as I turn 50, all I'm going to care about is Israel. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, but do you have any idea about it now? He's like, I have no idea about Israel. I don't know anything about it. I I could care less. You could tell me it was on fire. You could tell me it was made of gold. I don't know what the deal is over there, but I know... Based on every older Jewish man I've ever met in my life, is that the second on uh, my fiftieth birthday? That's all I'm going to care about. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And it's like Mulaney and I, or he has a joke, but we just talk about it. He's like, "I'm not Catholic, and when I grow up, I have to feel like it's very similar. It's like I, I will at some point become very Catholic. Right? Yeah. Like, that's just what you do. I think having kids, they, people always say when they have kids, they lean into it more because yeah. they want them to have that sense of. Well, would you raise lineage. your kid? Is your wife Jewish? She's not. 100% goy! <laughs> That's your children. That's somebody told yeah. that story where they were, it was in a writer's room where they were like, is your mother Jewish? And the guy yelled 100% goy when, some, in the when, guy's they, when face they said no. When yeah. they said no. Yeah. That Does is that burn? Guy. No. You don't care. No. I, when I you're mean, 50, please. you'll care. <laughs> when I'm 50, I guess I'll be like, <laughs> it's over! <laughs> no. We, uh, I mean, we're both into one another's culture, and it's not that different. We're both, was she? We're, northern, we're both Northern California people. Yeah. So it, that's like... More than... More than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about but it. But she wasn't raised religious? I've never asked no, anybody. No, she was a little bit. Uh, what kind? Um, I, f- I don't know that it's mine to tell. Yeah, that's fine. She's a, she's, I thought yeah. this was just like surface level stuff. I, I, I forgot that she has a rabid fan base. That yeah, exactly. I do. I feel like I... A lot of times, she's a very specific person and yeah. handles how she does any anything public. And so are you. Let's stick yeah. to you. That uh, okay. you raised Jewish. Where are you now? Um, I kind of do it with my family. The Judaism stuff. The, yeah, like if I'm home, like they do Shabbat now, and if it's high holidays, they'll do those, and I'll do those with them. Oh, fun! Like Passover, I generally try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanukkah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll light the menorah. <laughs> light the menorah let the candle shine it was very sad this year Joanna was on tour and I was here and my parents are up north and I was like 
sending everyone in the family pictures of me like by myself <laughs> lighting the menorah. I was just like, I could say the prayer, but no one will hear it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, sorry, God will hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, where are you on? Where are you on uh, God? Not I, in not in an expose sort of way. I'm just curious yeah. how you interpret the universe. When I was younger, I was way more like atheist about it. Oh, really? Like, I don't think there's anything. I think That's you die I thought darkness. you were going to say when I was younger, I was more magical about it. No. Normally, it would go the other way, right? Now, the argument that I kind of can get with now is whatever, if there is anything besides just, like, science. Yep. Uh, or there's some version of science that does explain, like, how everything happened. It's something we can't explain. So if we can't explain it, we don't know that it's one or the other. So... I don't think there's like heaven and hell and stuff, but I, and I think probably when you die, you lose gone. Yeah. But MacBook in the toilet. <laughs> yes. But that said, I don't think there's anything wrong with like saying grace mm. or like praying. It's kind of like putting good saying. energy into the universe for things mm. that you care about, like that kind of stuff. It, if it doesn't work, then great. And if it does, then great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, you're making an interesting wager because, like you were saying about fate with your wife, yeah. and me and Valerie talking about past lives, there is no downside to in that place. That's kind I of guess what I think. Yeah. Maybe a hard nosed intellectual might say there is a downside to it, magical thinking or whatever, but we're, we're not looking at it politically. I mean, people who truly believe in heaven, I have like envy of. Oh, really? Because I think it's kind of terrifying thinking about passing on and yeah. that being it. Because I really love living. You know what I said recently, though? I was like, when is it not a twist? Doesn't mm-hmm. life just feel like it's all twists? <laughs> if, if when I, I said this on stage recently, I was like, if I start dying and infinite blackness just starts creeping over my face, I'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> like, how can that be it? How can that? I'm not saying it's a stupid argument, but a lot of my arguments are stupid. Right. I just kind of feel like every story. I don't mean literally word stories. I just mean the stories that I'm getting from the way the world works. Right. Literally, we can go deep into physics and right. just be like, it's twists and mysteries and weirdness. And right. awareness and consciousness is such a strange thing. To think that it extinguishes with your body, believe me, all the time I yeah. get afraid and go like, Pete, you believe some really nice philosophies. But every once in a while, something scary will cross over my mind. And I'm like, but don't you really think that it's just over? Yeah. And then I have to... I do a lot of work to try and stay in a place where I'm like, no, where is my awareness in these molecules that have chosen to assemble as me? I think that there's something that we haven't scientifically figured out yet that can explain that. Mm. Like, if we go deep enough on, like, past molecules and past everything, you know? Yeah. At some point, they'll, like, people who spend their lives figuring stuff like that out, it's going to keep getting more and more interesting. Mm. They're going to figure more and more about it. They're going to probably have a better idea of how the universe really came to be. I mean, talk about looking how the way things are. We do keep figuring out more and more. Yeah, exactly. It's the the FaceTime thing. It is FaceTime. Like, they figured out how to do that shit. I know. (laughs) And it's annoying. You hear the special ring and you're like, ugh, the future. (laughs) It's annoying. But yeah, I mean, I don't think... I think that what happens is some version of like a special combination of science happens and it it creates something that that is seemingly magical. Mm -hmm. But like, do you believe that there's life in other galaxies and stuff? I would say for sure. Because it's so large, how could it not be? Right. 
Which is the most boring, but I think most economical argument yeah. for that. You're just like we're so we're so small, so insignificant. Think about if it ever actually happens that there's like contact. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it would change everything. It would change literally everything. But you see, that's why if if you want to get down with the way that I'm trying to think of God, it is just awareness. So here comes aliens, and if aliens come, then we go. Well, was there an alien Christ? Was mm-hmm. there an alien Buddha bringing them to the one true way of all existence? Mm-hmm. Is it a global universal God or is it just our God? Mm-hmm. That That is going to be a welcome and well-timed and perfect way of <laughs> broadening our understanding. Yeah. That's why something that I just recently got off on was the, Richard Rohr, this, this Franciscan friar that I, that I really love who did the podcast, talked about how light is the only universal consistent, mm-hmm. meaning there's no such thing as really dark. It's just like the absence of light. But even in darkness, there's light. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, Light and spirit are the same thing, and like th- these really evolved mystical Jews uh, and, mm-hmm. and Christians or or Hindus or whatever they might be tend to get in on that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not threatened by weird aliens coming. I'm not threatened by suffering. Right. I'm not threatened by. I was just doing. I did the show where we talk about God stuff. I was like, God is in the milfs. Like, I, I I don't think Jesus takes off when I start jerking off to milf porn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god! I think it's there. It's all part of it. Can I just stop you for one sec? Sure, buddy. Do you jerk off to MILF porn? MILF is the number one type of pornography. It just means a curvy girl. She's not really older. Oh, is that true? Yeah. MILF, to me, Uh just means she's not a typically female, like a model body. And not young. No, no, no. I don't really think it has that much to do with Have you ever done a MILF search and there was like someone in their 20s? For sure. I thought it meant... Uh, Mothers, but, I'd like to bring you. But it's a, a young mother. It's more... <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to say I don't typically look at MILF porn anyway, but I do think it's funny. But it's clear that you have. I have, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. I also heard at one point that it is the number one searched word. Oh, that's why you brought it up. Yeah. Because it's... But I also do... Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I don't mean it's to like, back It's away. like the Coca-Cola of porn. Surfers. I have enjoyed MILF porn before. Yeah, you for have. sure. Yeah. And they were not in their 40s or 50s. No, no, no. That doesn't do it for me. Okay. To me, it always just looked like they have birth and hips. I feel like that's a miscell. <laughs> they should be in their 40s or 50s. There's got to be a better word for that, like realistic MILFs, remilfs. Yeah, or like not anorexic. Yeah, curvy. But if you type curvy. that in, you, you're going to get uh, people making pornography and uh-huh. packaging it don't have the subtlety of like curvy or right. you know non-traditional <laughs> they're did just going to be you, like uh, milf <laughs> yeah they're not they're not in that business cuz they're super creative yeah yeah squirt orgy oh god <laughs> <laughs> squirgy squirgy um we're, we're very wig fishing i forced it that was a wig fishing joke it doesn't make any sense i'm sorry kristen um I read an article about how there's um, the the virtual reality porn now. No, like what? Oculus Rift thing. What? It's called that, right? Oh wait, no, I did see this where they gave it to people, and, and it, immediately we were laughing so hard. Like it's about to be like every single movie and show is going to have a scene where people walk in on a guy jacking off with like a, the uh, mask on. Uh, <laughs> that's like were you on SNL when they did the sketch with Avatar? Where he was having sex and then oh, it yeah, yeah. back to him. I his, think I was in that. Yeah, and his skinny legs. Yeah, that was so funny. It was so funny. Maybe I wasn't in it. I just watched it. It's fu- That was great. You might have been in it. What a weird I can't remember. conversation. I've never talked to somebody and they're like, yeah, I remember. I think I was in that one. We did, I mean, I did like 120 shows. You were on for seven, seven, seven years? years. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought the contracts were six. Seven. Oh, you did one cycle. 
Uh, I thought you did yeah. one cycle and then one year. And then no, I didn't, I didn't ever re-up or renegotiate or anything. I just did my seven straight. And is Lauren involved in your movie at all? The one with Judd? Popstar. No, not this one. Isn't that like not how it goes? Well, I haven't worked there for three years. I didn't. I thought it was like for f- almost four years, like the mafia. If you're working at SNL, then your first look there. Yeah. Uh, so like Hot Rod was his, but that was a property. Hot Rod was a script that he already owned. I think. Okay. Yeah. And so we came in, and he was like, "Hey, we have this script. Would you guys want to make it?" And we were like, "Sure." <laughs> the fuck do we know that's awesome yes <laughs> so what happened and when you die maybe lights out we covered that praying why not very casually but you don't really you don't you don't see yeah, the you know we, we're not sure if there's a god what else milfs <laughs> oh i was saying god is in everything that's my point aliens right. or pornography or suffering still has light in it still has this yeah. consistent i'm down with that yeah the and the the like I think there's at this point even scientific proof that there's like types of energies and things and yeah. like the whole thing of you you know if you sing to plants they grow. Yeah. That kind of shit where you're like if you give a child love like positivity equals positivity that right. kind of stuff seems very real. Well, I was just saying that too. I was like when someone flips me off on the highway which recently happened cuz I had to get over. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I had to. You had the to. exit was there. I had to. And you to. didn't know the GPS was late. I didn't know. I have a good one. It's external, but it told, it told me late. <laughs> so I had to just kind of there was space, but you know, he definitely had to break and then he flipped me off. And I gave him the hand. That's what made it worse. Is I gave him the like I know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he had his hand on his pickup truck and he went like that, like he flipped it up mm-hmm. with the hand he was steering with. Dangerous. So he's still steering with the back part of the bird. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that for weeks now. So my yeah. point is no, when we can put spells on each other. Yeah. I can say, Andy, even if I don't mean it, you're fantastic. I do. You're fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. I think that you're fantastic. changes your – exactly. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So why not embrace that sort of idea? Saying grace makes you feel grateful. It does. Yeah. I think I find it to be more important, especially because, like we've been saying a lot, or I've been saying a lot, I feel crazy lucky. Yeah. Like I am really grateful. It's crazy that I had dreams of what I wanted my life to be and I'm doing most of them. Like, that's fucking insane. No no one gets that. And I think the reason people are negative and push negativity is because they haven't been that lucky. Mm. I mean,. They weren't born into a situation where they felt like that was possible or they tried really hard and it didn't happen or, you know what I mean? There's a million. And then there are people that we know that are born into that possibility and are still hugely negative and gross. Yes. And I I think it's just a cheap fuel. You know what I mean? It's like it's so easy. If you and I wanted to have a base conversation, we could – just shit on the people that we think are bigger than they ought to be. You know what I mean? Or like movies that suck or TV that sucks. At some point you just start noticing like – why? Just why? And also, it's not supernatural. It, it just seems to keep them in a cycle of shit. Like, yeah. They're just the shit area. Right. <laughs> I've said this many times. I've never heard Judd talk shit. He doesn't talk shit. I don't no. know if you found that. I'm just like, weird. Yeah. We've been like deep into a hang, and it's like about the time where we were kind of running out of stuff to talk about. So you're like, yeah, that guy, nothing. Right. He, he Nothing. It's amazing. It's. I think that's a key to his success as well. He's keeping it spinning. Yeah. He's keeping it in a good place. And he's a fan of stuff. And he likes stuff. He really likes stuff. But that goes back to you doing silly raps in junior high or high right. school. You just like it. Yeah. And you're following your bliss, Joseph Campbell. You're following it. <laughs> and by the way, I and Kevin Yorm also acknowledge that like, like joke raps are the worst. That's interesting. Like they are not a genre that are good. That's good. I, I feel like 
most times when people do it, it's pretty cringy. Yeah, I know you. I, I like it sometimes. I do. Yeah, but I know what you mean. It's like sometimes. Guitar comedy. Sometimes it's good. Right. What was it? I, I, the, my one rap comedy idea was to do a rap where it's a it's a, what's it called when it's a bunch of guys? It's like a group, like a posse cut, a posse posse cut cut a posse or a posse cut. track a posse track. Uh-huh. And I like that more because it doesn't sound like pussy cut. A posse cat. No one thinks that. People were thinking. That. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Andy. Everyone was thinking that. Trust so me. It's a posse track <laughs> where it's a bunch of comedians and we do comedy rap. Like TJ did that. TJ Miller did the comedy rap album. Yeah, his, I, we heard his stuff. It was funny. He's he's great. Yeah. And but then I always think the underlying understanding of every rap is, but really I'm pretty good at rapping. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea is that you just rap and you brag, and at the end you go, like, oh, my God, you really are good at rapping is kind of, like, the way <laughs> that it ends. Because I feel like we're all performers, and it must feel nice that people are, like, somebody has to said to you, like, you know, like, no no joke. Like, you you got you got mad flow. Oh, I see right? what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. We get, like, people being like, I actually kind of like the songs. Right. <laughs> which, which I'm very glad for because I think that's a big part of selling it. For sure. Yeah. It's not funny unless it seems really, really, really yes. real. We always say, and I think it's super important, is we our goal always is for the songs, whether they be rap genre or pop or whatever seem- we're doing that they seem real and that they act more as the delivery system for a joke mm. and that the joke is not that we are rapping. Mm-hmm. If it's supposed to be funny because we're us and we're rapping right. like alone right. and there's no second or third or fourth layer to it, right. that's when it turns into a dud. That's, then it's the Flintstones cereal commercial. You know <laughs> Which I mean? one? I'm the master rapper? Yeah, you know it. Yeah. I love my Fruity Pebbles in, in a, a major, major way. way. He loves Fruity Pebbles oh, in a major way. way. They're bedrock, purple and purple and right, right, right. But to get the fruity, fruity taste, taste, I got, I got a trick, trick Fred. you. Fred. Fred. Party! To get the fruity taste, he's got a trick, Fred! <laughs> <laughs> what about... Bonnie, my pebbles! Do you remember Chris Cross's Sprite commercial? I don't remember the words. What's that in your hand? It's the S to the P-R-I-T-E can. Understand the cross crest, the crazy crunchiness of unexpectedness that you can never miss. This rules. So what's your name, Daddy, M-A-C, and what's your drink, S-P-R-I-T-E? Why? Because it's a lifesaver when you need a thirst quencher like a kiss with a lemon twist. Now you know that's kicking. Doesn't end on a rhyme. Word. So drink up, drink up's what you got to do. Can Why? Because I like the Sprite in you. Can you, like, you should do that in, like... <laughs> <laughs> As big as a big a forum as possible, and dress like crisscross. No, you should film it. You should just do a shot for shot remake of that it? commercial where you play both of them, just like you were Ray Romano and Al Pacino. That is ridiculous. What were we? Oh God, how did I derail it into me doing the Sprite commercial? I'm not sure. Oh, I was going to say jizz in your pants, right? Right. Yeah. What about it? To your point. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't talking about that. No, I know. But you, you were saying like the joke can't just be, uh, and I know that's not a rap song really. It's almost like a yeah. dance. People always think that it's like we were doing like Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. But I thought we were doing more like tricky. Okay. But just that like kind of. Talk singing. Slinky British talk rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, so the joke wasn't just that that sounded so much like a real song. No. There are other jokes in it. Yeah. Horror, horror film is the first kind of like other. Yes. For some reason, that joke really spoke to me that it said horror film on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the market. Sora film. <laughs> I 
as I recall. Oh, it was, it was a, a horror, horror film. film. Rhyming horror with sore. Wow, I didn't even think <laughs> of that. But then you introduce the gimmick of uh, jizzing in, in your pants, and then you speed it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know you know. Yeah. Everyone gets it. I just love any time talking about these things. I know. Seriously. It's... But you're right. There is definitely. I would like... consider it bad luck if you were doing a show like tonight, <laughs> performing that, mm-hmm. like to get to in your head. But it, we're safe. It exists. Sure. It's it's okay to dissect it. Yes. But th- I feel like a lot of music comedy doesn't have that uh, heraldy thing where the third act, everything kind of goes to shit or gets really yeah. turned up. The, uh, yeah, the other big complaint I have with a lot of comedy music is that the songs are just so long. <laughs> like we, really we, we generally try not to breach two and a half minutes. Every now and again, if it's like got a big escalating chorus, we'll go to three or maybe a little over that. Right. But, I mean, you see some – I've seen like people trying to do like Weird Al type stuff yeah. where it's a spoof of a song that already exists – and their video or their song is longer than the original. <laughs> and you're like, what What did you think you had to say yeah. that was so fucking incredible yeah. that it couldn't be the same length as what you're spoofing? <laughs> Stuff like that does kind of like scratch me the wrong way. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. just have a little bit of focus and a little bit of like editing. Well, it's this is a great area because when Keegan, Michael <clears> Key <throat> did this, he talked about writing sketch and the things that people don't know. Does anything else come to mind? Just because I'm sure more and more people make sketch. You know, yeah. there's more people that don't necessarily understand how to lay something out. I mean, Key and Peele show, part of the reason I love it so much, aside from the fact that they're just brilliant performers and writers, is... Like anytime they're doing a, almost every th- sketch ever on that show, from the ones I loved the most to the ones that I was like, that was good, but not my favorite, mm-hmm. there's some escalation. There's mm. some unexpected turn. It, it, go, it starts off and you think you know what it is. And like sometimes I'll even be like, oh, this is kind of broad. I get it, but they're yeah. funny. Yeah. And then it'll go someplace I wasn't expecting. Like the church ladies. Have you seen the church ladies that are talking about? Oh, Satan. yes. Yeah, and then it goes fucking insane. And then they get possessed by Satan? Well, it's also because those guys are <laughs> such huge fans of, like, horror and sci-fi. Right, and right, right, they're, right. They're such... They're, they remind me a lot of of me and Kevin Yorm in that they genuinely love the stuff they're making fun of and mm-hmm, spoofing. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell they get it, like, front to back. Right. They really own it. Yeah. And they're not, like, doing it to make fun of it. They're well, doing that, it because they love it. That's great. That the most popular things we've done were the Batman videos. I don't know if you saw. I those. have those are so good. Oh, thanks, man. By I, the way, we did a Batman one on SNL. You did, and people were like, "Oh, oh no, somebody I already did this." And I was like, I, well, "I think it's a different joke." I know people uh, back when I would look at my Twitter. I, I don't anymore. Yeah, but people were saying that, and I watched it, and of course, I was like, "It was great because I saw yours because of that." Oh, that made and me. And then happy. I went and watched them all, and I was like, "These are great." Uh, <laughs> but I wonder if you, I can tell that we love them. Like we love those movies. Like, yeah. Oren is making them to look like Nolan. We're all trying yeah. to make them really serious. And did, you did a really great it. job. And and there's no. That's why I'm less interested in making a Batman Superman one, even though we might at some point. Right. Is because I didn't like Batman Superman. I mean, I did like it. Right. I liked it more than most people. <laughs> but like everyone's shitting on it. It's not interesting to me to do like the Jesse Eisenberg big Lex Luthor right. video because there's 800 million internet shits already calling him the worst. Could you do something where? Well, I'm not going to say it on. You won't do it if I say it. <laughs> Do you like being famous? Uh, I love being able to get into cool restaurants. Really? That's the does best Does that part. work? It does. Like if some, and not always. Yeah. 
Especially if a restaurant's really hip, they will be like, we don't care. But like, <laughs> you have someone call on your behalf. Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, can they come in tonight? I and just learned that they go, we're booked <clears throat> up. And they go, would you make an exception for Andy Samberg? Yeah. That's what you say. Yeah. I've heard people make reservations for famous people. Oh, that's before. interesting. I don't know if they people go, that call for me say uh, that. But... Would you make an exception? And then they say, okay. Yeah. And by the way, I heard. Um... That happened with me and Aaron Rodgers, who just did this podcast. We oh, went out we? to dinner. They were booked up. Suddenly not booked up. Yeah. You want to be like, that. oh, suddenly not booked up? Because I wasn't the <laughs> Well, he's so he's famous. He's super famous. That's the most famous person I know. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. A lot of times if like, because why not try? Because I always want to go to a great restaurant if I can. Yeah. And I have so little free time that when I have it, I'm like, fucking let's go to a great restaurant. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they'll shut you down, and I'll be like, I respect that. <laughs> They're fucking cool. That's cool. I like that. This restaurant's playing hard to get. Do you mean when you get there, they turn you down in person, or they turn no, you down No, like, they'll the say, person? like, we don't have a table, and you uh. have to wait, or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, it's cool, because I don't really have any ego around something like that. Right. I'm just like, this is this cool thing that sometimes works. Yeah. And if it works, great. Better for me. Right. And I can take my friends, and it's fucking awesome. And when it doesn't, I'm like, cool, that makes sense. Why should anyone get that? It's <laughs> fucking horrible <laughs> funny that you say that because i've i've been to like i remember i went to the the love premiere judge show love mm-hmm. and i was there and i was like really having a panic not not a panic attack that's way too dramatic i remember feeling nervous that i was like am i even going to be able to get in or something i forget right. and then i just remember just being like relax just yeah. just abandon your ego like yeah. that's just your ego going eh. you just go what's the worst that can happen we go home yeah. You know what I mean? We're not going to go home, but you have these fantasies and people are worried that people aren't giving you respect or, or love yeah, or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. And it's nice to hear that you can be like, that's just baloney. That's just a, a game. Oh, it's insane. It's all a game. Right. And I, you know, enjoy it when I can. But it's also. But what about your inability to walk down a Brooklyn street I, or, or a Brooklyn 99 street? Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for clarifying that it wasn't the movie. Uh- <laughs> Fucking Brooklyn, the movie. Bane of my existence. Curse of your mother. <laughs> my mother's curse. Oh, uh, that's that's just chilliness. Uh, my mom is always also cold. Yeah. Bad circulation. I leave parties because my feet are cold. I think I have a lower than normal, like, average body temperature. Like a Like an alien. Ooh, could be. <laughs> That's what we've learned. I also have these gills behind my ear. <laughs> that just reminded me. I was we were gonna do a sketch called Talk and Wahlbergs, which is Donnie and Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it, it was such a kind of a low idea, meaning it was Donnie's internet show and, mm-hmm. and Mark is famous now. And right. he's in their basement. And it's just, I think we just like the name Talk and Wahlbergs. And I could do a Mark Wahlberg. And literally that night I'm working on my Wahlberg. I turned on SNL. And that was it, when I did it? It faded in on the TV <laughs> when you were doing it. And I was like, fuck you. Well, not, you not to you. Yeah, you owed me one for the Batman. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but uh, where were we? Uh, oh, we're talking about walking down the street. Oh, yeah. It's not that bad for me. Yeah. I mean. People are chill. For the most part. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm in a nice place with that. Like I, I'm successful enough that I don't really, uh, I don't feel like super hungry for more. Yeah. Um, and... I definitely get recognized a lot, but I made that choice really when I decided to do a network television show. Did that change everything? 
it it takes you to a different place and it's not because of how many people do or don't watch your show it's because they do so much press there's a lot of billboards there's so much promo for yeah. network yeah, yeah and yeah. that's why their network they do they put so much behind that yeah and then also they advertise you during other network shows oh. and like so like so many people know about Brooklyn Nine-Nine because we're on Fox and Fox has football. Oh my God. And like a lot of them maybe haven't even ever seen it, but they'll be like, oh yeah, I know that show. That I know would that happen guy. when the talk, my talk show would advertise on baseball because yeah. TBS had baseball and my exactly. dad would be like, Pete, I saw you on the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, There's nothing bigger than sports because they're live. Yeah. So everyone still watches them all because if you don't watch it when it's happening, there's no point. That's right. There's not going to be like a clip that goes viral. Exactly. You want to see the game. Yeah, uh, sports and like uh, that's why like The Voice and American Idol are so huge. Yeah, it's live and it's like result based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and award shows. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like we did uh, the Oscars. We did the song with Tegan and Sarah from mm-hmm. Lego Movie, mm-hmm. and they they told us it was like thirty eight million people watched it. Wow. And I was like, what the live. fuck? Like, how do you wrap your head around that? That's insane. Yeah. I was glad I didn't know until after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me before. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, this this is it's already been two hours, which is incredible. Yeah, who's going to sit through this? People do. Do they? Yeah. I respect it. I respect uh, your openness to it because you have to trust me. People will listen to the end. <laughs> it's weird. The, I had a guest on recently that was like, this feels like masturbating. And I was like, oh. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, well. I like a podcast, though. Me too. But I, see, because I have to drive to Judd's office every day. Yeah. I have an hour commute on either end of my day. And so you listen like, to a lot oh, of them. Oh, I get it now. That's when people listen to That's them. That's when you listen. On your commute. Or if they have jobs that, you know, you're doing something that you can listen to something while you're doing it instead of music. This makes uh, everything go by so much faster, I think, right. engaging in a conversation. But we'll do the uh, the speed round. Okay. Uh, which is just, it's just the same thing we've been doing. <laughs> But it's called the speed round. Yeah, it's called the speed round. So it's different. When's the last time you cried? Um, recent. I mean, does it count? Like, does it count? Like crying? Yeah, you could like be stirred? Listening to music or watching yeah, something? Stirred counts. Oh my god! <laughs> Two nights ago, I watched an old sixty minutes. I have them all on my DVR. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> why? Because Akiva told me they were great, and I watched one, and I really liked it. And I watched like. Real sports with Brian Gumble. Yeah. Like, a lot of those kind of shows are actually super intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learn a lot about the world from them. But so I watched this one because it was about El Chapo. Yeah. And then the story after it, oh my God, it was this woman whose husband did like international trading work mm. and he got, uh, he became a hostage. Like, like uh, you know, terrorists mm-hmm. took him hostage. And she handled the negotiation because the U.S. won't negotiate with terrorists so she was handling it personally and like consulting with fbi and hired like a a hostage negotiation consulting firm and was working on it for like four years trying to get him home and gave them all this money and they wouldn't then they lied and wouldn't let him go and they kept him and then they like transferred him to this other group and they had him and she somehow knew that there were talks of the FBI and the government was going to target this area with like drones and bomb it. And she had their ear because there were, she was talking to everybody about like her husband was still missing and all this stuff. And she was like, I think there's a chance he might be there. I don't think you should bomb it. And they were like, we have great Intel. There's no way. And they drone bombed 
this place and killed all these terrorists and her husband was there and, and he died. And she was just talking about, oh God, it was so sad. I cried so hard. She was like, I'm still married to him. Like, I can't let it go. I don't try to move on with my life. And just, it was so fucking real and excruciating. And I was bawling by myself. Wow. <laughs> but that was heavy. Yeah, that is heavy. Jeez yeah. Louise. It was a really rough story. I thought the Hollywood version would be she betrays the government, tells the terrorists where the drone strike's going to be. I then, really thought that's how it was going to yeah, end, yeah. that she was going to figure it out. And like the the story of a woman who negotiated her own husband back from terrorists, like yeah. that's like the triumph of her yeah. perseverance and everything. And instead it was just like All they brutal. Yeah. They don't guarantee a happy ending. They only guarantee that the show will be one hour. Yeah. <laughs> We don't tell you. Minutes. We don't tell you what's going to be in the middle. Yeah, that, this is not a speed round, by the way. Yeah, that was. I, you know, I don't normally ask that one in the speed round. This is what the speed round normally sounds like. Okay, um, it's the greatest lesson you've learned about blank. Okay, so I'll the greatest lesson you've learned about uh, comedy is a good one. Um, it doesn't have to be that deep. That's why it's speed round. Yeah, uh, always get out on a laugh. I love that. And it's simple, and it goes to your thing about the three, four-minute version of a three-minute song. Yeah. Uh, greatest lesson you've learned about SNL? Uh, what is the best lesson I learned about SNL? I guess trust your instincts. I, I like uh, Now I want a longer one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get over, like, don't think something. Yeah, like, don't try and do what it was before you got there. Try and do what you do and make that what it is while you're there. Did you? Was that the, the pull towards a Sandler? They wanted you to be a Sandler? I don't think they knew what they wanted me to be. Yeah. I think they were looking for a, a younger dude archetype. Yeah. Like, they do fill slots that way, I think. So yeah. it's sort of more spread out. Although, thankfully, it's been changing to be a more expanded version of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that, like, Jimmy recommended me and had left like a year ago. Mm-hmm. They're like, maybe, maybe somebody young and kind of exuberant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wig fishing. Like someone really wig fishing. Um, what is the greatest lesson you learned about music? Uh, comedy or otherwise. Comedy or otherwise. Uh, I mean, in terms of making it? Yeah. Don't settle. Like, do it as many times as it takes till you think it actually sounds passable. <laughs> we didn't really talk much about family, um, but what is the greatest lesson you've learned about family? I, it has to be interesting. You have to be an outlier in your family, and what do they mean to you? Um, I don't know. I've I love my family. I have a great family dynamic. I think just stay in touch. It's so funny. <laughs> that is a Jewish stereotype I have, which is that they're close families. <laughs> like, oh, it's interesting. They, like communicate. <laughs> I think that probably is true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Jewish families I know are very good at communicating. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like everyone saying exactly what they feel all the time. So right. it can be a little bit. Well, we're the other way. No one's saying what they <laughs> Mulaney says that too. He's yeah. like, no one in my family ever says what they actually feel. Well, that's what makes Jewish people so appealing. Him, <laughs> him, he, he would say the same thing. As you, he has a bit about his wife. He's like, I know exactly how she feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one you, we did talk a little bit about, but the greatest lesson you've learned about love. Uh, Romantic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it's the meaning of life. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's uh, And the final question we always ask is, can you think of a time you laughed the hardest in your whole life? Fuck. The hardest I've maybe ever laughed watching something, like yeah. that someone else made, Sure, I think was the scene in Team America where the guy's barfing in the alley. 
that I literally fell out of my seat onto the floor. <laughs> you and Ben Folds both picked that movie. You're serious? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. did he say? What when scene? he goes AIDS. Oh, he, God, yeah. The late AIDS. That's really funny, too. It's really good. Yeah, that fucking barf scene. <laughs> I, I remember that. loving the barf that, scene. Honestly, also, the episode of South Park where, uh, <laughs> where he thinks the dad thinks he's taking the biggest shit of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where he's taking it and it's flashing Emmy Award winning show on the screen while he's going, he's like, explodes him up out of frame and the frame doesn't move. The shit just fills the frame up. Like Cullen Those guys are the fucking greatest. That's great. Yeah. And what about in life? The hardest I've ever laughed in life. What helps is most guests get a kick out of it could be when you were young. Yeah, I'm sure it was when I was young, like with my sisters or something. Really? You, you chummed around with your sisters? Yeah, we would get the crazy giggles. Really? Yeah, or like a slumber party, that kind of stuff. Forbidden laughter. Yeah. You're supposed to be going to bed. Yeah, yeah, That helps. Yeah. Definitely. An old night owl uh, Sandberg. I was always laughing. Yeah. That was definitely how I came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great, man. Well, do you feel good? Oh, my God. I, this is so much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is by far the most you and I have ever hung out. It is, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I tell people all the time, because I, I'm such an admirer of yours, if you want to meet people, get a popular do, podcast. Do a podcast, yeah. Yeah, get a popular podcast. Now, this is. does this mean that we're friends now? Does this yeah. count as a real hang, even no, though other people will listen to it? No bit. My uh, Val loves you so much. Uh, and and uh, you're going to keep it to you got in the car and she goes become lifelong friend that's what she said <laughs> that's so sweet uh so yeah no well, let's do it no lifelong friends. i would love to man but um <laughs> thank you for doing it and uh go yep. see pop star yeah that's what we'll say at the end yeah <laughs> i'll plug pop star in the beginning like what in a- the intro i mean oh sure but it's a great movie i, I would have done this be- anyway you know that i know that i yeah, yeah. i appreciate that but um yeah, I'll mention it because it's so great. It came out so well. Thanks. So we always have yeah, guess- it, is, it is a rare thing to even be talking to anyone who's seen it because it's months away from coming out. I think you have a, a really nice thing coming your way. Thanks. I really do. I hope so. I, I feel like I feel good about it creatively, yeah. and whatever happens beyond that, it'll be fine. I laugh at some of the stuff that I laugh at is stuff that was like added later that maybe you were like, I don't know if this works. Like, uh-huh. I remember the relationship with the turtle where we were like, that should be bigger or something. Right. Or he should care more. It like really works. Like it sticks with me. Oh, that's great. I don't want to give any spoilers, but, <laughs> and then the songs are amazing, but like, I, I, I think it's that reshoot. I know. It's unbelievable. Who I'm, came up with it? Uh, me and Keith. And Yorm. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that. It was based on like, I will say Judd was like, it'd be cool if there was a scene where, like, the thrust of the scene is that. Yeah. Not the comedy part. Yeah. Where he's, like, maybe them, like, trapped in a small space and having to face, the, like, what's happening and, like, sort of check in on that story. And that's his genius where he's like, all I think of is how funny that scene is, but there is something emotional being delivered. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? No, it's, <laughs> it's like... kind of like the crux of the, the, the main story yeah. is... And then it's just a crazy bit. Well, I told you, I, I, but it's a fine compliment, I think, is that I got, I've seen it two or three times now, and I get the chills when, when, at the end. That's, yeah, that's the greatest. I, I, it it was worth making it just for that, for you to say that. <laughs> but every time. That's great. It's not 60 minutes weeping at a drone strike, but it's, oh. I, it's emotional. <laughs> Why did I tease? That's so, that's Why did sad. I tease? That was a real story. so sad. I was teasing you. I wasn't you, even you know t- what else made me cry really hard that was not sad at all? Yeah. was um, when I was working at SNL, I came home pretty drunk one night and was just wandering around on the internet and 
uh, clicked randomly on Susan Boyle <laughs> on it was Britain's Got Talent, yeah, right? Yeah. And watched her do Les Mis. Yeah. And I just started like bawling. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so beautiful and incredible. It was like joy crying. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I get into I. I Resist reposting them on Facebook, but the things that I really want to repost, <laughs> yeah, are, I don't. No, nobody wants that from you. <laughs> no, but honestly, most of the stuff we've talked about today is not why people care about yeah, us. I know, <laughs> I know, and yet here we are. Here we are, just thinking people wanna. And we did no impressions. <laughs> we did. I tried. You kept cutting me off. <laughs> Talk about God. Oh, but, but we do say keep it crispy at the end. And you could do it in your favorite impression if you want. The guest says keep it crispy. Gosh. You can also just do it as yourself, but I mean. My, well, do people do impressions for it? Yeah. That's like the thing? No, no, oh. no. People that like impressions do it. What's your favorite impression someone's done in here? Well, you know, someone, the voice of Lois Griffin, just that's a member. She did Lois Griffin doing Keep It Crispy. Oh, uh, that's cool. Very nice. And then. Uh, it's crazy, right? When people who do animated shows do the voice, it's so magic. I laughed so hard. Yeah, you're just like, whoa, that's such a professional thing because I've uh, seen it so I much. know, and it was weird. Um, I was, I'm doing this other animated movie, Storks, with Nick Stoller. Uh-huh. And Kelsey Grammer is one of the other main parts. And Side I did. Show. I, I, yeah, I did a few sessions of like VO with him. Oh, my God. And he would sort of like casually drop into it. Oh my god! Into sideshow Bob, yeah. and every time he did it, me and Nick both were like, <gasps> like yeah. you know, like those like That's hunt right. dogs where yeah. like their ears like perk up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Like oh my god! My whole life I've yes. heard that. It's so it's really affecting. I'm remembering Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead did. Uh, he did John C. Riley. Oh wow! I've never heard of John C. Riley. I don't think I've heard that. It was really good. Um, That's funny. But you could do it as Fallon. I mean, take take the pressure off. Everybody would I like think, it. Yeah. Or we, I'll do it as Wahlberg, then you do it as your Wahlberg. I haven't done it in a long time, but okay. me neither. And I'm off today. Do you do Wahlberg? It's just a high voice with a Boston accent. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Mine's higher. Keep huh? it crispy. Yours is a little high. Yeah. It's a, hey. it's a, it's a little yeah. Hey, keep it crispy. Hey, kiss. Hey, keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> you like mine. I like yours. Yeah, I like yours. Fuck, he's so great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Wahlberg? I watch everything he's in. He's he's very funny. He kills in comedy. Yeah, he kills in comedy. It's infuriating. It's, I was just going to say, it's not fair. It's not cool. I can do this. What's the big deal? He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just do Like that scene in Ted where he's like talking crazy fast about all the names yeah. of the girls. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, that's like a classic fucking yeah. scene. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like jacked and I can know. do action I know. and he's in the departed i know and he's hilarious in the departed scary hilarious yeah scalarious i know and he got to be in transformers which you know i like yeah when you begged oh my god and and not you must be the other guy that's why i like batman superman Batman I think Superman. I'm so stressed, and in the good way, in that, like, I love being this stressed. And it's not even that bad, to be honest. Did you see Batman vs. Superman? Uh, yes, but I I'm, still I'm working a lot, and I saw it, uh-huh. and I loved it. I'm sure I I'll know like it. I know it wasn't good. I like it fine. Like, I, what did you think of Man of Steel? I thought it was fine. But, uh, see, I didn't like Man of Steel because I don't like Superman just on his own. I liked it just because the action was so insane. I, I was that. like, I've never seen this. Yeah. It's fucking insane how fast it's moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'll like Batman Superman. Yeah. But the, everyone hated Superman in it. I liked him because he was like more serious and he's like the underdog. Mm-hmm. It's so much more fun when he's just invincible. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But now he's kind of like the world turns on him. I'm like, 
I'm listening. Could it have been better? Way better. Sure. It was fine. It's, I liked it. It's hard to make a good movie, period. Yeah. Yep. Like, if there's any part of a movie that's exceptional, yeah. like, say, the effects and the action, yeah. I'm like, well, shit, they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It went, it's, it's two and a half hours, and it went by very quickly. Yeah. People are mad that I like it, and that's okay. I just mean, <laughs> I feel people listening, and they're like, how could he like it? It's not a Batman movie, I'll tell you that. Right. Well, Affleck's the, fine in it. I, mean, he's, I think Affleck's good, excuse me. He's not like, but it's not the same thing. Do you, do you like all Chris Nolan stuff? I mean, I love Memento, mm-hmm. and I love the, the Batman trilogy. You know what I fucking love? What? Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, geez. I fucking loved it. Really good. Like, freaked out for it. Have you taken psychedelics? Yeah. So, when he's in the time-space thing at the oh end? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I liked it. No, I know, but it made me think. I was wondering if you've done any of that. Oh, yeah. Any of not that for a while. Work. I'm too old for that shit. No. I grew up in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like... Oh, so you did, like, LSD and stuff? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Shrooms. Yeah. Shrooms. Yeah. Love it. It was like a teenager. I would do it again. You've I, never done them with your wife? No, no. That's no, Why? That's not what... She would not do that. She's a control person? Yeah, she just doesn't need it. She doesn't need it? Yeah. To be weird. Yeah. <laughs> to be eclectic. She's woke. Yeah. <laughs> She's done the work. That's amazing. But Interstellar was great. I loved it. McConaughey. And, like, the score was so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read some things where people were like, the score is too bombastic, and da 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 And I was like, it's like a masterpiece. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, like, of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Aliens. Really? I love Game Aliens. Over Man? Yeah. Good movie. Aliens is fucking great. I, I, like, I really like sci-fi. I like Aliens, Blade Runner. Oh. I was huge into Star Wars as a kid. I loved the new one. Yeah, the new one's great. Uh, yeah, I dig all that stuff. But then, you know, I also like the standard, like, classic comedy shit, like The Jerk and Holy Grail and yeah. Blazing Saddles, that kind of stuff. And and then weird action movies, too. Well, yeah, I'll watch those almost the most. You right. know what I'll watch is, like, every YA movie. Every YA movie? Like Hunger Games and uh, oh. Allegiant. Okay. <laughs> right, I, I'm psyched to watch Scorch Trials. I still haven't had a chance. Is that a Hunger Game movie? No, that's Maze Runner 2. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. I dig them. But you know what? It's because they're kind of sci-fi. And I just dig that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of a sci-fi movie I love. Uh, Avatar was good? Avatar's great. Yeah, Avatar was good. That's sci-fi, right? Yeah. What's like a hard sci-fi movie that everyone should see that I've probably seen? I mean, Blade Runner. Yeah, I, I watched Blade Runner too early. Would I like Blade Runner now? I think so. Yeah. The thing about Blade Runner that is exceptional is that the whole movie's practical. Oh, really? Like, it's all built. I just remember there was boobs in it. Uh, yeah, in the guess... director's cut. Oh, in the director's the cut. The director was like, get them titties back in. Yeah, smart. <laughs> 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 um, there's also weird shit in Blade Runner, like, because, you know, she's... Uh, a replicant she doesn't like know how to totally be a human but like harrison ford's character deckard like kind of forces himself on her in one scene and it's kind of rapey and oh like, wow. awful but then like just the production design and like the, the build it like everything they built like they if you watch behind the scenes like doc stuff about blade runner they built a huge future city 
<laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's and like they just something, abandoned it. It's something that has never happened before or since. Really? Yeah, like the level they took it to. Oh, I got to watch it. Yeah. I can't believe you're saying that because maybe that is an older uh, pursuit. Val and I just finished House of Cards. And then we were just like, I'm tired of not knowing. Are these sets? Have you ever seen it? Never. It's just the most gorgeous. The budget. Yeah. This is uh, now I'm 37. The everyone, budget. Everyone tells me to watch it. By the way, I really want. You to. should watch it, but yeah. it, I, I'm only happy that you have so much of it to watch. It's just like you see a table and you're like, that's a thirty thousand dollar table because right. it looks like the White House. Right. Then they're in the Oval Office and you're like, that's like the painting of Kennedy that we all know is in that hallway. <laughs> How do they do this? It's, and Netf- then you, it's Netflix, right? It's Netflix. They have all the money. They're just dumping money. They have so much money. Yeah. So there's a Blade Runner city somewhere, and there's a whole other Washington, D.C. because it. of House of Cards. Oh, by the way, speaking of Netflix, did you see any of that show, The Characters? No, but when you said you like all sketches, I thought I was wondering if you saw it. I've only seen Tim Robinson's episode. It Was it great? It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Really? I love that dude. Tim Robbins? Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. He was on SNL for a year. Uh, Do you I not know it was him? Weird that Tim Robbins. <laughs> Tim, Tim Robbins. Vampire. It was like the brink. <laughs> Tim Robbins was my first impressions actually because I saw Mystic River. Let me hear. And it. He goes, vampires. That's, That's pretty it. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> and your face looks like him too when you did it. You fell into the Tim Robbins face. That's if I'm not having a good impression day, I just have to do Tim Robbins. In my SNL audition, I didn't really have a lot of impressions, and one of them was Alan Rickman. Ah. And the whole impression was one word. It was McLean. My Alan Rickman is saying, I can only say Alan Rickman. That's good. You just have to say it. As Kroll would say, it's like he just drank a big glass of milk. Officer Jean. (laughs) (laughs) And a bit we always used to do was... In the Harry Potter movies, he was always just accusing Harry Potter of going somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, going somewhere, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Right? <laughs> so, so then we would have him follow him home. So That's Harry Potter would be brushing his teeth and be like, brushing your teeth. <laughs> like, the best. He's just always with him. It's a bad idea. but Nodding it's off in bed, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Ah! <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> He was such a legend. I, oh, I forgot he was dead. He passed away. We're doing a lot of people like Robin Williams, too. Yeah, it so makes sad. me sad. When, you know, makes me feel old, too. Yeah, people be dying. People be dying. It's weird to think that everybody you know will die. Yeah. I know that's a base thought, but... No, we've done a lot of those today. I base like, thoughts? Yeah, like, yeah. In a way that I think is really good and yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is good. It's, <laughs> it's certainly honest. It's certainly honest. Um... No, all right. But yeah, anyway, people should watch that Tim Robinson episode. Of oh, Kansas. yeah, of, of characters. God damn it, he's so funny. I'll watch it too. Yeah, it's crazy funny. You've seen it? Yeah, it's great. I'll add it to the old queue. DVDs. I get DVDs. No. <laughs> I'm only, I only get the, the Netflix series. Is sent I'm, to I'm excited to watch more of them. I know like Lapkiss did one, and she's yeah. great. My TV wife. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, on your new show? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. She's, my TV wife. she's great. Who else is on your show? Uh, George Basil. Do you know George Basil? Yes. He's, do you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's kind of a joke. He's a very funny guy. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, then, and then there's rotating people. Artie Lang was in the pilot. Oh, yeah. Actually, I saw the cards on your board, so I know a few of the people. That, oh, yeah. That's funny. That you are crashing with. Booking dependent. <laughs> Let's hope they don't bail. We write a lot of scripts where it'll be like, outgoing male comedian. Oh, and then wow. we're like, it's so clearly supposed to be this person. But how much of it is going to be improvised? 
Well, you know how old Jetty, Jetty A likes to work and how I like to work. Fast and loose. Just fast and loose. And the script was, as long as the emotion is right, mm-hmm. something you learned from another tragic thing, what Gary Shandling, I think, taught yeah. him. It's like, as long as the emotions are there, like, you can kind of... It's so funny. Like, I've heard Jed be like, don't worry. Like, we can make it funny. Like, let's just make sure it makes sense yeah. and that it's true. And I know that's something... Shandling talked about on Charlie Rose, which yeah. judges had us all watch. And oh, wow. He said, Gary was such a great teacher in that way. Um, and even when I talked to him. So we will be improvising. So as I write, talk about a, a, another type of skill is not being too precious. You write something and you polish it. And then on the day, yeah. in the pilot, there's a scene between Artie and I. And we're just talking. And the pilot was written out. It was like gags. It was like, not gags, but like there were jokes. Yeah. There were, like I'll give you an example. I was like... Uh, I'm talking about how codependent I am, but I don't know what codependency is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, have you read Codependent No More? And I'm like, we were going to read it together. That's just like a joke. That's like a good <laughs> – yeah, That's a good joke. It's right across the plate. Uh-huh. And what's funny is it was true. Somebody said that to me and that's what I said. Oh, wow. That's even better. So that's in the script, right? We never even shot it, which is fine. Yeah. It was such a great scene that you're just like, oh, that's the scene now. And as long as – Kind of like you guys in the car in, yeah, the, in yeah, the movie. Yeah. As long as this is communicated, yes. we don't have to be so precious with right. nailing every line of dialogue. That's a good joke, though. I, we'll use it at some yeah, point. Yeah, put it back in. We have else. it in a file. It's such a Woody Allen joke. I know. We were going to read it together. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd throw it away. <laughs> you were going to read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to throw it away. We were going to read it together. The point is. <laughs> like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he knew that was a good joke. <laughs> you buried the lead. You buried the lead. Uh, I love it. Well, I think I think we had two endings now. Yeah, this was a fucking barn burner. I hope people are in traffic for this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good man. Thank you for doing it. Oh, and just say keep it crispy as your as yourself. That's what we'll do. Just say it. Yeah. Just I don't say have it. to say like, hey, this is. No, it's not like that. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like it straight. Yeah. I like it straight. I love it. Thanks, man. Thank you. This is fun. Uh, Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate being invited. I know that you you have a lot of things going on, and you taking the time means a lot. I made sure that this was something I did because I have so much love for you and for the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate being in your eye, Cal. Was it all day, or did you just have it in the... I had less time than this blocked off. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And all right, and all that. That was your advice. Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) Now leaving nerdist.com. 